the last 45 minutes of the very last one. So I was actually listening to How Much You Love the Exorcist, uh, at least in that first <laughs> episode. Yeah, after, after uh, once we got into season one, I had a couple gripes, yeah. but Exorcist it, it was all petty stuff. They did a pretty good job with season one. Uh, yeah, well, I was just listening to that. Well, now, spoilers, now, like, now, I, I didn't need to know your opinion yet. <laughs> I knew I should have finished it. I was this close. Sorry, I actually got caught up in actually watching the episode while I was waiting for you, so now i got to put it back to where it was. Oh, no, that's totally cool. Uh, and yeah, uh, the whole thing here, we just... One, two, three, press play after we intro. Talk about it, and then I got a whole bunch of stuff, questions and shit for you that I'll ask during and after. Sure. Because it's, I don't know, it's more fun that way. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I like learning about people. I love Tremors, but I don't know. Like, it's only more, it's, <clears throat> it's more fun to hear about what you have to say about Tremors. I have this whole podcast of Tremors, so everybody hears what I have to say about it, so. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and. But you're the host. They're supposed to want to hear what you say. Uh, I know, but I, <laughs> it was, wasn't it you guys, too, that suggested I do this? Or somebody, I swear, it was, yeah. no, it might have been you guys. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Jeff. Uh, like, all the way back in January. Uh, yeah, honestly, not. I think it was you guys. Because uh, Yeah, because then, well, the people that had said it before was everything sequel. I had, like, listened to their podcast and just gone, they were fucking amazing. If you want to listen to somebody who's, ne- like, they've never seen Tremors. They had, At that point, they had never watched any of the Tremors movies. And they go through all of them. And... Uh talk about and this was at a time when i was first like finding out like shit about stampede you're like oh my god these guys have like no idea about this and they can see a clear like difference here happening and like they really like they did they really like those first four or whatever but then like what the fuck happened here and then, yeah, i was like oh man and but they were like oh man you're ta- shifting quality yeah <laughs> and we were talking back and forth or whatever and they're like oh man you like love tremor so much you should start a podcast i was like <laughs> i mean I don't know. I don't know. There's but look, we're here we are. for every single show, every single hobby. Someone is going to have an audience for something that you love. Like, here here we are. I didn't think we'd be on episode 14, 15 now, so. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I think You've we been just, doing really well. Uh, I'm a old theater person. Actually, I did drum corps for the longest time, which is like extreme marching band. Actually, if you know mm-hmm. the movie Drumline, imagine that, but you do it for like the entire summer, and it's more than just drumline, because I did Contra, which is a, it's a, literally a fucking regular, regular tuba, not a sousaphone tuba, but a regular tuba that they just transformed, and you put it on your shoulder, and it weighs about 50 pounds or whatever, so I carried that from the age of 12 to 18, playing music, memorizing, and then memorizing drill and dot, and then playing the music and having that all memorized for a 15 minute show. So, wow. In the, that's very cool. <laughs> in the end, this is really, I just like, I got to force myself to do it. But once I get here, it's just, just doing it again, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, honestly, and then I get my other thing. Is I'm so excited. Sorry, man. How you doing? I've been talking too much. How you doing? What just popped up on my screen? Oh no. Nothing. Oh, I almost what forgot to start recording. That was close. 
it's it's a Zoom thing. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I keep seeing magic in it. It's like I don't, I didn't play magic on the computer today. What happened? <laughs> I should make sure it turn off. Do not disturb. Too. There's always so many damn things to do. I do everything off of a phone, and we have some tablets here that I run the actual video off of, and I can download that on, or I can put that on a hard drive. But I do everything off of a phone, so I've got to make sure it's all set up. And nobody's I'm gonna doing most me. of my stuff with the phone right now too. Yeah, it's 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 there's something to be said for it. You could almost brag about it. it I'm always, actually Caitlin's always impressed. Just like, damn man, you do so much. It's like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's still a computer. You just got to figure out how to run it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, when I when I would do my photoshops, I'm horrible, horrible using Photoshop with the mouse. But if I'm on my phone. I can make cutouts perfectly of anything. Yeah. And I, I've made some wicked shit on my phone. Uh, I've been really trying to learn the art of gift making, and that's what I love doing that on the phone and listening to it. Like, you can, it's all about timing with that kind of shit. Like, it's really fun to, really fun to do. Uh, you learn about editing. I've been really excited for this all day. Like I said, I listen to all your episodes, so this is. Thank you. That that means the world to us. Like I, I'm flabbergasted. Anyone ever wants to listen to half the shit we say? Ah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. We'll call this the beginning of the podcast because I really do want to call out. Like, if you're listening to Talking Tremors right now, like Suns and Shadows, you guys, like, I love yours and Jeff's report. And now, actually, then I finally got to listen to Will too, and just like, okay, you find it's like coloring where you're like, oh, once you get the shading in, you're like. I see the dimensions of all three of these guys, like what's happening here, like behind the scenes and getting things done. Like it's, yeah. Keep making more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> all three of us basically are, are, Jeff's my best friend in the whole world. So, I mean, that's, that's the upside of, of working with him. Uh, Will, I've known just about as long as Jeff and we're still the closest of friends too. So it's, we just got together and said, why aren't we doing this? <laughs> we're friends. Just to see what people would think. <laughs> Uh, part of the reason I didn't mind doing a podcast was my friends were like, we should, we were playing D and D a lot and like, we should do a podcast. And I had enough stuff that I was like, man, we should. And then we stopped playing D and D. And so I never got the chance. And I'm just like, man, I gotta, I gotta keep doing this. Actually, I'm having one of the people, Justin, Justin Edwards. He's going to be on the next episode for a uh, hit and run. And oh, cool! I'm actually really excited. Cause he doesn't like, he's watched a few of the other tremors movies and he knows about like me loving tremors. But he's never watched the series, so we're going to do a fresh episode. Like, he has no idea. And I thought that one with the two mobsters, like, they're literally making a bet. Is it real or not? Is a totally good <laughs> one to... Oh, yeah, you don't have to know about it to have fun on this podcast, so... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the neat thing about Tremors, is it's almost like a hockey game. You don't necessarily have to like hockey, but if someone takes you to a hockey game, you will inevitably have fun. Oh, my God! <laughs> so... <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> That's a legit. <laughs> like, as a kid, I remember, like, I think it was Cub Scouts or something, like, going to hockey games several times and not caring about hockey until I was at the hockey game. <laughs> and then it was the fucking... Because <laughs> it's so... I love how uh, tense it is. Like, like you score maybe two fucking goals the whole game and just, like, just to fight for that. It's like, ah! It's like wrestling as a... An actual, like, like sport back and forth kind of a thing. Although wrestling is not to diminish wrestling. 
But just no, like, no, no, of course. <laughs> but just like, ah, oh, man, no. I'm with the <laughs> Tremors is like hockey. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I can, you got to tell Glenn that. Glenn's a huge, I know you've been talking to Glenn Maddock. He's a huge sports fan. Uh, it's so, like, that's the the weirdest thing. He was actually, like, we were talking about how sports teams and making movies are really similar that way because he, it's everybody on the team. It's not just, like, one person. It's every every single person from the coaches to the people playing to everybody cleaning up at the stands. It's all part of the team. And honestly, oh, yeah. Like that's that's why I love Tremors too. Is the whole family thing? You know that from talking to Steve and stuff. Like just like it's everybody. It's not just these guys. Like one person. So I always get mad when people are like Ron Underwood directed Tremors, and I'm just like, oh man, that is <laughs> that is a gross oversimplification. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> are you getting mad yourself? Like what is this? <laughs> This where you just kind of like, and Toby Hooper directed Poltergeist. <laughs> oh, what's, uh, it, no, it was Alan Smith. What's that one uh, for Tombstone? Oh, no, Alan Smithy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but actually, no, Ron, it, actually, I always get mad because it's like, man, no, Ron was, like, lucky to be there and happy to be there. They were pissed because of the short circuit thing, and, like, they wanted to get Ron to direct that. And it didn't happen or whatever. And they were like, that's why they made Tremors was like, we want Ron to be able to fucking direct. And it's like, and they got him finally. And they did. And it's so good. I'm so happy for, actually that Ron is still the one doing a whole bunch of stuff today. And that's where they've got some new projects going. And it's because of Ron. Uh, Once Upon a Time. He does a bunch of episodes on that. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. You, I saw you talk about it. I had to say that. So. Uh, yeah, actually, he's done about, like, a dozen or more episodes on that. I was actually really surprised, just like, son of a bitch. That might be one we eventually get to. Ooh. I'm not sure. I've never actually watched it. That was where I looked it up on IMDb and, like, okay. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't necessarily my thing. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I love fairy tale type stuff, but soap operas, I kind of have to... <laughs> I have to really like the source material. Like, Smallville, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Grimm. The only the only soap opera I go for is Doctor Who, so that's where I got a fourth Doctor shirt on too. So always excellent. Always tie it up. But yeah, I'm, it's a te- it's a it's a team thing, and that's where like man, it's Brent Maddock, Steve Wilson, Ron Underwood, and Nancy Roberts. If you're gonna say fucking names, those are the goddamn names to say. Sorry, got off on my tangent. So if you're listening, people, I gotta introduce things for like actually, we're we're talking tremors. And hopefully, if you're at episode 15 or wherever the fuck we're at right now, you know my name. It's Levi Dylan Burzloff Lutt. I hate saying it every time. I only say it w- twice. Once at the beginning and then at the end because I can't fucking stand it. I know the person that I'm with probably can't fucking stand it either, too, sometimes. But I really got to say that whatever about their name is not the person that, you know, we're about to introduce. In fact, the person we're about to introduce is better than the name that they have. Oh, no, uh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I no. wish. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. We don't need no George swearing mother humpers around here. <laughs> we got someone way better. We got Kev, Kevin Smith. How you doing, man? I am fantastic. How are you? Like I said earlier, I'm so excited. <laughs> this is cool. like I said, That's I've, awesome. I've, I've been, I was talking Tremors by myself for like the first 10 episodes, which, I mean, I could do that all day anyway, but it's still like, thanks for being here. 
Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Like I said, I'm I'm not used to people wanting me to be anywhere near a microphone half the time. I saw you say that earlier, and I was like, like that's why I like listening to your podcast. I don't know. There's the you don't you don't you're you're a really kind person. I'm tired of you saying that you're cold and aloof because I don't believe it. I have listened to all ten of episodes of your podcast now, and I know that that. That that cold hard exterior is is it's not hiding anything because you actually shine it very well. You're a very kind person. That's why I like listening to you and Jeff. Is that you give everything its fair shake while also still being really mad at the thing that you're supposed to be mad at. Yes. <laughs> Which is well, not... I'm kind of curmudgeonly, so I don't know that I'm always supposed to be mad at everything, but I usually am. <laughs> I've seen enough of what you say on Facebook to like I don't always have to agree with it to be like yeah you you still have a point. Actually, that's the uh, the Burt Gummer meme stash does that for me too. I don't have to agree with everything, but man, you still have a fucking point sometimes. Like this, uh, you, you have to hate that sometimes. You're just like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> no, and that's where it's like, no, no, no. You should. You, I haven't. Now that I'm, I'm trying to think. No, man, everything that you don't like is like, nah, okay. There'd be some fuckery afoot there. I'll buy that. Like, let's like. You address it. That's what I was trying to... Like, there's an actual attempt to address how fucked up things are. Well, I, I think my favorite example of, of things that I, I hate like that is the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. Like, as soon as I say that, probably, like, 14 people that are listening are going to be like, fuck him, that movie was awesome. Girl power! <laughs> it has nothing to do with the girl power aspect of it. I don't care if it was a male or a female cast. It was a poorly written and an even worse edited film. <laughs> people as, just can't get past that as someone they that liked the, the film I brilliant agree. cast that they could have possibly had even the director like I know people that he knows he's a smart good guy and Sony got involved and they ruined everything so I have to hate it <laughs> it always seems like everything that you said I can't help again can't help but agree with while I, I do like that movie like there are some major major flaws with it I would love to see a director's cut of it that's actually where I'm at with it uh, yeah. Or I can, there's like, actually, you, you know this, because I'm shit listening to your podcast. Like, when you're watching something, you're just like, okay, what did I just miss? There's something off here. You skipped a beat. This isn't the, if I'm listening to a piece of music, you just did a record scratch. And it's like, and that movie, like, I, like I said, I like it. Actually, I like it for the comedy, at least like, trying. Actually, Chris Hemsworth, that's where I'm at with that movie. With the, Sorry. Yeah. As about, the ladies are great in it, but I always like focus on him for some reason because it's – just let him be it's, funny. <laughs> it's Thor being the biggest dunce in the world, and you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and actually, weirdly enough, so on that point, I could tell that there's a bunch of dramatic stuff that might have gotten cut out of it in the end, and it ends up being way too funny of a movie. Like there's some stuff around his character where I'm like, I could tell he's stupid, but they were trying something else there too. It's like, again, so I would like to see a director's cut or a better... There's a better version of that movie. Without a song and dance number would be even better. <laughs> like, any time a movie incorporates a song and dance number just out of the blue, you're like, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, uh, no. <laughs> like, I didn't sign up for Broadway or High School Musical. <laughs> uh, as a fan of musicals, it's got to make sense inside of the story. Uh, it's a... Uh, uh, it doesn't buy know, for me. I think the only... When I, the only 
random musical I liked was The Ladies Man, where Will Ferrell and a bunch of other like angry husbands just started busting out the song. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I get. I can't. I'm with. I yeah. No, I'm really. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to either be a musical or if you're gonna bust out, it's got to be. Um, like the characters actually doing it. For some reason, I'm thinking of Will Ferrell and Step Brothers doing the. Uh, when John C. Riley asks him to sing, and he actually does the. Oh, give me something. <laughs> Just that, like little musical <laughs> moments like that are actually okay. I'm in. Like, and you can tell the characters given some of it, but yeah. If I need to go see a big musical, I'll watch In the Heights or Phantom of the Opera. As you, oh yeah, as you were saying, you know, go go dress up to fucking theater. I love Phantom of the Opera. That's one of my favorite shows. Uh, man, I would kill to play any per- role in that fucking show at all. Like, there's not a single. I love. Actually, I think now I'm, Little Shop of Horrors and then Phantom of the Opera is how I really got into to musicals. Uh, and I'm a stage actor too. Like I said, all that drum corps stuff. I also do a bunch of shit. Like, actually nice. physically on the stage, too. So that's sort of singer, dancer, songwriter, everything, all of it, man. And uh, That's awesome. I would, yeah. Fan of the Opera is dope. And then, to tie it back to Tremors, Little Shop of Horrors. That's where you're at. If you're going to make a musical, it's got to make sense. Uh, it's got to make sense. It's got to be catchy. And you got to know what you're getting yourself into. If you don't, like, that's just... That's a surprise for your audience that they may not be ready for. <laughs> you know, I live in Iowa, and we have The Music Man, and I fucking hate that show. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to grind an axe there. Fuck you, Meredith Wilson. Whatever. Go suck your 76 trombones later. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you and John Phillips, Sousa. <laughs> See, and as a tuba player, too, you know, I'm not a huge John Philip Sousa fan. You know, there's a great uh, shit. Uh, I think it's six. Uh, uh, Brooklyn Brass Nine or something uh, that has a tuba player in it. That's a jazz band. Oh, actually, oh, if I can remember what the fucking band is. Oh man, and it's like that thing screams. Like it, it makes new noises for an it's like. Oh, man. That's cool. Sorry, we're talking too much about this. I got to talk about Tremors. But ser- no, no, no. Actually, that's where I like getting off off topic. But seriously, you can do a good thing with a tuba, and it's not fucking John Philip Sousa. <laughs> Just to finish. Uh, yeah, that's a good enough intro. Like, we're doing all that. <laughs> no, this is, like I said, this is where it's fun. Uh, I was talking to Jeff, and he was, I felt really bad because whatever other podcast he had was being mean to him about being like, Oh, being unstructured and not allowing it to be this. It's like, what kind of fucking, nobody wants to listen to your podcast about robots. (laughs) Fuck you, man. (laughs) Uh, You know, that, that was a a stinky situation is what that was. I I was more just like, damn it, man. Like let podcasting be, let it be free. You know, and that's, I, I really think we, we, that's where we excel because we kind of have a round table. Um, nobody is in charge per se. I mean, I like to say Jeff is, but nobody is necessarily viewing each other in charge. Um, like I, 
took over the entire month of March with the exorcist. So, <laughs> so I do owe him that Stargate at some point. <laughs> as Don't... long as he records from another dimension, like I recorded from a haunted house. <laughs> oh man. I would, I would make props for that. <laughs> I would try just to have a Stargate too. Cause you know, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> But you actually, I would agree. That's where you. There is no actually your episode with all of your guests. As I was going through it, you're all everybody's right here together. There's no none of this. That's where it was nice to finally hear Will come on and be like, "Oh, okay, that's yes." Again, everybody's right here. We're all doing this, man. It's all. Will's going to be on a lot more with us, I think, in the future. He's just been moving. That's what he said uh, in a new location, (laughs) and then once he did move. There was black mold everywhere, so he like he's been like out of his apartment for the last month. Jesus. Yeah, like poor guy had no luck moving. So, but I think now everything's better. Yeah, you get into your grooves. Honestly, you figure it out. Like this, this one, you just you do. Actually, for me, it's always like if I don't do one during the week, it's every Friday. Just clickety clickety. You gotta. Oh man, it's like going it's, to work. It's something to have fun with. Mm-hmm. It really is. And and if, you, if you're if you not having fun with it, then you shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Or you shouldn't be doing that topic anyway. That's what I said. I love your... I think the only thing of your podcast that I've actually watched is Ash vs. Evil Dead and uh, Tremors. I had uh, a little bit of The Office UK. It didn't matter because it's just like... I just really like listening to how much fun you guys are having or whatever. Just like with the topics. And actually, the Office one was really funny for how much you fucking hated it. I did. And I, I have yet to forgive the guys for that. You brought that back... That was Will's choice. Uh. <laughs> you, you brought back... I, I remember watching that. It was just like, man, yeah. Oh, that... That exterior... Like, you brought it back for me. Just like, damn, man. It took me two weeks to watch one season. <laughs> yeah, that three weeks to watch the whole thing, and after Jeff had started, and you'd done like everything else in like a one day, or like yeah, actually one day, two days uh, for Ash vs Evil Dead. Like, uh, oh yeah, I, I could watch all the Evil Dead movies in one sitting. Yeah, that's not a problem. Uh, the Tremors movies, those were easy to sit and watch in one sitting, or the, the episodes even. And you, you wanted to sit and continue watching to see what happened next. The Office, I didn't necessarily care because, like, nothing I wanted to happen was <laughs> happening. Like, I wanted Bilbo to just smack that girl's, you know, the, the girl's <laughs> husband or boyfriend right square up in the head and be like, you're a fucking douche. Yeah, secondhand cringe. It hurts. I appreciate it comedy-wise, but uh, like Will said, it's, a, it's like Requiem for a Dream. You know, I'd I need to watch it once. That's good. <laughs> I get. I got it. <laughs> I mean, now I know what it is, so I could say I get it. Um, I still don't think I necessarily want to watch the American version. See, but... I'm meh, I'm if on regular office. Maybe I'll. Get, oh my god! Please don't hate me, everybody. But eh. <laughs> no, I I I don't like anybody from the regular office except for John Krasinski or or what's his last name, John K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. I think he's awesome as a writer and an actor. But um, no, anyone else like Steve Carell, I, I liked him in Bewitched. But, but I think that was the only thing I liked about Bewitched. 
<laughs> For me, it's fucking Brick in Anchorman. Always. Like, Steve Carell is best when he's just, like, absolutely nuts. So, like, and Brick in Anchorman, just the, oh, I love carpet. <laughs> I love oh, he plays death. Samantha's gay uncle, like, very extremely flamboyant gay uncle in <laughs> Bewitched. And it was just delightful. <laughs> See, I don't even remember that from Bewitched. So now I'm like, damn it, man. Yeah, and I can't remember his name, but he was, he looked like, um, Jesus, the guy from fucking Airplane, uh, that kept going, it's a twister, it's a twister! <laughs> I can't remember that guy's name, but he was, he looked just like that actor, that's who used to portray the actor in Bewitched, I think. Hmm. Or portray the character, yeah. But he, he was pretty great. But no, it's, um, it wasn't one of those shows where it's like we were talking about with Tremors, where even though it was an ensemble cast, I didn't necessarily get emotionally invested with any of those people. Uh, whereas I did find myself getting a lot more emotionally invested in what's happening in perfection. Yeah. <laughs> so I could give two shits what happens in an office world. Like I seriously hated office corporate life so much that I quit my job, oh. became a pothead and like started like, you know, talking about my favorite TV show in the world. That was my first question. And then found success somehow. <laughs> no joke, man. Like, I, I got this whole blanket sheet of notes. It's okay. You're only the bottom half. Jeff's, this is Jeff up here. <laughs> it's, it's not that insane. It's just nice to have notes. But seriously, my first one is what made you quit banking? And that was, you know. I halfway knew um, the answer, but I wanted to hear it. I hate people. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I, I had a, I worked on a really good banking team. Um, I worked for a really cool bank until they got bought out. And then the bosses that I really liked were starting to get effed over. And I was, basically, I worked on the phones. And because I was so good at tech stuff... And, and finding patterns and in, in flaws and whatnot in their app, they always had me working on the weekends, which is usually like a bare minimum skeleton crew. And so it was just phone call after phone call after phone call. Meanwhile, I'm trying to read. It's Sunday morning. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Oh, uh, I think I was reading Shawn Michaels' book when it first came out. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to be this person. I'm not this person. And I just, that was, that was my last time. I, I apologized to my boss and I thanked him because he's a great guy. He really was. Um, and I just, I wanted to spend more time with my kid. Well, now kids. Uh, so now I'm just a stay at home dad and Mr. Mom. That's dope. <laughs> That's connected to a phone and I watch every five seconds. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Every every time I see one of those, I just think of Venture Brothers. Sorry, I just... but the... oh, I had to have one because I grew up loving Dick Tracy. Uh, oh, both the comic and the movie. It's like oh. I always wanted that radio oh. watch. It's like, oh, that's so cool. That movie is pretty dope. Actually, I need to <laughs> now. I need to read the comics. Damn it, man! You're giving me all this good stuff to do. <laughs> I always thank people. Thank you for that, man. But I'm You're glad welcome. you quit banking. I don't know. That's why I had to ask. Like that sounded. I could tell your hatred for the corporate corporate life. So. I, I do. I absolutely hate it. It's like I said, my, my boss would let me work with my headphones on, but then other managers would come by and see that and get a wild hair up their ass. It's like, and start picking at me. 
and again, I'll, I'm loyal as a dog if if you're good to me. And those people weren't, so <laughs> they they got bit here and there, um, verbally anyway. Um, but no, I mean, happy employees are loyal employees are good employees, and banking doesn't do that. Business doesn't believe in that anymore. Um, you you know, I'm my my big thing that I promote is the riffing world, mystery science theater. Yeah, oh yeah, and. What one of the shorts that they've done was basically, I think the Madzerback did it. Uh, Trace and Frank was basically this short where this corporate leader was trying to express to the manager why they need to like hammer down on the employees, get out the coffee machine, take away the breaks, don't let them chit chat. And the guy's like, well, that makes them happy and work better. And then the CEO would tell them, no, this is why we need to cut costs and it works better this way. And it was like this promotional video to show people how to screw over their employees. And it was like the worst thing ever. Like, was that for real? Real? Sorry, are you talking about a sketch? Yeah. Or for, oh, my God. I was really hoping you were. Oh, man. No, it was a real, like, 50s or 60s uh, uh, short, educational short. Oh. It was either something Frank and Trace rift or... Uh, <laughs> Might have been one on the new Mystery Science Theater, but I don't think so. Oh, man. No, because yeah. they just started doing shorts. Yeah. Oh. I have seen him. Yeah, oh, man. But, yeah, it must have been Frank and Trace. That's yeah, always... It's like reading the Housewives manual for the 50s. Just like, yeah, man. We're still kind of like halfway there. Have we really left it yet? No. Because, well, with this... With fucking Tremors, as you know... No, we haven't left it. I'm just like, <sighs> sorry. Is every time I say, I just get so sad and depressed. It's really, it is well, the hard, hardest part about this podcast. I tell you what. I mean, I, I know things are different for you guys right now with Stampede, but in the future, if there is enough clamor, if there's enough want and desire that can force studios to give people what they want. So it's really a matter of starting a grassroots uh, uh, campaign, basically. Mm-hmm. I was actually, that's, that's how Mystery <laughs> Science Theater got back on the air. That's I was doing that on Reddit. Actually, I just got, like, perma-banned from Reddit last week. Uh, Excellent. For no joke, for talking tremors. <laughs> I'm not even, like... That was a real, like, fucking, like, I've had that account for, like, ten years. It's my Omegan Smiles account on Reddit. And and that's what, exactly what you were saying. Like, that's what I was doing on Reddit. And talk about, like, uh, getting somewhere. Actually, the, and the thing I would always do was <laughs> movie details. Our movie details. Because I, I got banned from the movie subreddit, no joke, for talking tremors. And then a month later, somebody else was like, oh, I love Tremors, and it ended up reaching the front page. It was a huge post. It was just this person saying, they, I love Tremors. And someone was like, oh, man, what's up, what's with all these Tremors posts? And a mod comes in and is like, oh, yeah, we don't care. Uh, you know, we love people talking Tremors. And I'm like, and I, actually, I was muted from talking to the mods, so I couldn't even say it. Like, I was like, I need to take a screenshot and send this to you because you just told me that I'm not allowed to talk about Tremors anymore. 
And that just sounds like a shitty group. So and then and then like a week after that happened, then I found out that they were running a promotion with Universal. For Dang no it. time to die. <laughs> I'm not even jo- I'm not even fucking joking about that timeline. Like uh You can't tell me that that's not fucking something or another happening there. That's just somebody not knowing all the details or not communicating or just really not that smart. Yeah, I always hope it's just idiocy. It's always like, ugh. I get conspiratorial, but man, I'm always like, I, uh, Henlin's Razor, I hope it's just idiocy. Never mistake for malice, but could be dumb people. Um, but no, still. that's that's why I really like the Mystery Science Theater groups and, and specifically the Mads or Bat group. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't have to manage that at all. Chris doesn't have to manage it at all. They're all really good people that just basically mind the roles and like have fun. Yeah. Actually I halfway like that about the Tremors Facebook group. I know you're in that one too. Mm-hmm. And I mean there's I agree with that one person. There's a bunch of repeat posts and there could definitely somebody could <laughs> like, I have seen that mound of dirt moving 18,000 fucking times. I get it. Oh. It looks like we get to watch out for snakes or Bigfoot. So it's like anytime there's a new Bigfoot ad, Bigfoot picture, someone's going to a state park and there's a wood carving of Bigfoot uh, that gets posted. Uh, Snakes always getting posted. Forklift accidents. Those get posted a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You get a lot of repeats like that. Um, But sometimes they're really fun. No. Yeah. The forklift accidents are really fun. <laughs> I'm a big fan of entropy, so if I see somebody take down an entire warehouse just by nudging one thing, I'm oh. the happiest dude on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't played with dominoes as a kid? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, we've talked a bunch. I'm not going to edit any of this out, except for maybe the first five minutes when we were fucking around. We're going to keep all that. It's a great intro. I don't care. Uh <laughs> If you're ready, and if anybody in podcast or video land is ready, we we take our buttons, and we're going to press play, and we'll do it in a three count. In a oh, one. Let me get to... Oh, oh, oh no, it's okay. I'm supposed to go no. for real. Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> and there goes everything else. Meh. Like I said, I don't mind waiting. Oh. <laughs> uh, I watched this episode in the background. I was working on games today, and I watched this in the background like five times. And uh, I can't wait to do one more. Totally worth it. Like, uh, like you get Christopher Noy down everything. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I was vamping. What's up? I just knocked down everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> Four twelves coming in. And yeah, if you're listening, people in podcast land, we're doing the 412 episode of Tremors, the series. Again, hopefully, it's all written in the descriptions and shit. You shouldn't be clicking this unless you know what is happening. It's still not working. Again, we'll take our time. We're going through. I brought banana bread for this very reason. 
So, if you're in regular podcast land or video cast land, this is why we test things. And then, this is also why we work on our improvisational skills and not eat bread and make our guests hungry. Mm. Are you hungry? We're gonna eat this rice. We're gonna eat some rice. We got El Blanco to the left. Oh, we got Full Twill to the right. Uh-uh. We got Kevin. Oh, we're watching Tremors tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Watching Tremors tonight. Watching Tremors tonight. Watching Tremors tonight. Well, Mark is so excited it doesn't want to play. Tyler Reed, Nancy, Jody, and Twitchell too. Rosalita. And some other people. I'm just vamping, don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, my system's decided it doesn't want to play the DVDs. Like, every button says, cannot operate. No. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. That's all right. But one thing I did want to talk about with 412, I mean, I was gonna, we were going to get there anyway. Hell, we can just, um, do, just, just talk. <laughs> And I told Steve this, and I felt, like, so embarrassed. Like, Christopher Lloyd made me cry in that episode. And, like, it, Steve basically described him as somebody that gives 110% no matter what he does. And his monologue in this episode made me cry. And and his sincerity for this CGI animal. Like, he was amazing. Uh. As I watched this today, that was actually the, what I kept coming to was the acting. His fucking acting. He's oh, brilliant. For exactly the reasons you said. There's no, there's nothing there. I don't. He ever saw a real four twelve at any point in time, and still, a hundred and eighty five percent. Like, damn. There's one line he has right at the end. That's uh, I really love because it shows how delusional uh, Cletus is. I love the like the mad scientist part of it, and then the sincerity too. But his, I know he was up to no good, but he was the best damn friend I ever had. And just like, like, oh, I know he was up to no good. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's how we describe killing people or whatever. But then, the, oh no, he was still my friend, my best friend. Well, that's why you were that delusional. It's okay, man. Like to be out there that long with him, the, his claimed. desperation looking yeah. through those cactuses. You're just kind of like, damn. <sighs> I I wouldn't do that because I'm afraid of snakes and lizards. But <laughs> go on him. No pods. I always. <laughs> If we end up, if we'll do this episode later, and I'll make sure we talk about this. But it's Bert's fucking fault that there's no blue diamond cholo. There's no blue diamond. Uh, How did Bert work that? No joke. So this is a one hundred percent serious. Uh, when we 
watch this again. I'll make sure to point this out as like you can. He knows. He knows what he did and he fucked up. Uh, the very first episode of Tremors the series is mm-hmm. like the cactus bit. Oh, it, here's uh, some prickly pear cactus, not bad, despined, and with a shot of Tabasco or whatever. So then, oh. no, 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 and that's okay. That's one. I guess I'm a huge fan theory person. That. If you ever see the fan theory for Beetlejuice and Tremors and Slither and Dune and Footloose all exist in the same universe, that one is mine. I am I am happy to claim that motherfucker. <laughs> and I've, we've incorporated <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Uh, and there's another one. Ah, fuck. Ah, Redditors are great for that. They're always adding more. But I always like to every single. So a good fan theory needs at least like three things. Um, so we have him saying he despite he does eat cactus or whatever. Second. Like, Bert alludes to, like, being a little bit of a hippie man himself. So, like, there's that, like, especially out there in the desert as a survivalist. And I know you and Jeff relate to this where it's like, no, you just, fuck you, man. It's freedom. What are you going to do? Fuck you. I get to do whatever I want with my body. Like if I brought, actually, I, I am. Jeff doesn't live in a free state. <laughs> if you know, I mean, if we could, it's America. As last I checked, <laughs> Sorry. he w- he will in a couple weeks though. Uh, so there's okay. I'm pretty sure Bert's been there, done that. And as much as I hate the seventh movie, they do even say that like, oh, he must have got the something about taste for hallucinogenics from your side of the gene pool. It feels very like, are you sure about that, Bert? Uh, but then my final linchpin one is when you're watching the episode, <laughs> Cletus is like, oh, there's no blue diamond cholo cactus. And Bert literally says, yeah, there's less and less of it every year. And I go out mushroom hunting. And let me tell you, that's only something you say when you're out there picking it and you know physically how much it goes down over time because you done <laughs> actually made it happen. And... So I have my theories that Bert is to blame for all of that. Ah, uh, you know those peyote buttons. <laughs> <sighs> it's head cannon. That's where I keep it. Uh, let's see. Um, here. You know what? While I got you here, I'm still gonna ask you questions, bitch, and then I'm gonna research you for when you come back, like I did. I dig that. When I did. When I did, Glenn. Yeah, man. No, I'm a master improviser, too. Like, we'll go with this. Like, I don't... Oh, I, I'm an open book, dude. I'll tell you whatever you want to know, <laughs> and I'll chat with you forever. What makes you laugh? Horrible things. <laughs> um, um, riffs. Really, riffs make me laugh the most. I mean, outside of people hurting themselves for money, which I really love Wipeout. <laughs> oh! Um, MX, uh, MXC, or... MXC, that yes. was uh, Ninja Warrior, all that stuff. I love watching people hurt themselves um, for for f- false pretenses of fame. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I really like watching mystery science theater type stuff and riff tracks because uh, I like old movies and, and cheesy sci fi anyway. Um, like my dad would rent half the movies that are on Mystery Science Theater when I was a kid, so it's like I didn't know they were cheesy, like the Hercules <laughs> movies. Had no idea that wasn't a superhero movie. Um, but uh, to say it isn't. God forgive me if if you guys have seen it, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. I grew up thinking that was a cool movie too. 
Uh, 30 years hindsight really clouds that judgment. Okay, I don't care. Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> it is, I think, episode 9, 1109. It's on Netflix. It's on uh, Mystery Science Theater's 11th season. It might be around episode nine. I'm not sure. Somewhere I, around there. I need to get into that. That's always I've always been interested in the riffing and stuff. I've like caught bits and pieces of it throughout my life, but I've never actually sat down and watched a whole one. So, um, you guys make me I want f- to. <laughs> I found it when I was a kid. I think I was 14 or 15. Um, and then when the movie had come out, my friend's older brother worked at the video store that we frequent all the time. And I was like, oh, wow, they have a movie. And I look down and I see the box to Mystery Science Theater, the movie. And he's telling me, yeah, it's, dude, it's awesome. Check it out. So we went and rented it. And that, like, changed everything. I found out it was on TV all the time. This movie was the funniest damn thing I've ever seen. Like, every single joke is a home run. Um, and then years went by. It got canceled. Uh, it went to sci-fi. It got canceled. And then Joel Hudson, the, the creator got the rights back he actually managed to get the the rights to the show back and then got a kickstarter going to revive the show and that's what you see on on netflix is those two seasons there um and then when that happened they decided to take it one step further and do a live show in between seasons 11 and 12 and there is a considerable difference of quality between seasons 11 and 12 the jokes flow better the actors work better together because they know one another better at this point, And they're used to working in the writing room together more because they spent like six months on a bus together. <laughs> and so they became family, but I'd gotten to see them, uh, in Portland. And like, I, <laughs> I don't like cities and especially Portland. <laughs> um, cause like you can't walk a block without somebody protesting something. And you're just like, I don't care. Um, I don't. But, I don't uh, agree with protesters either. Like that, I have to make that clear. Sorry, like you said that, and I was like, no, no, that's immortalized. Now. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Damn it, man! For as much of a, big of a hippie as I am, I'm I'm not an activist in any way, except for telling people about Mystery Science Theater. Like, <laughs> I think people would be happier learning to just relax and learn how to poke fun at life instead. Um. But at the end of the show, Joel comes out and he sings this song, gets everybody in the entire audience singing the song called Clouds in the Sky. And I just felt something amazing in my chest. You're almost crying like, right now as you say that. Sorry. Like, that's really cool. I don't mean to. No, no, no. That's how much it affected you. I'd like just seeing you almost starting to cry as you're thinking about it. Wow. It did. Like, it's. Um... It was almost like a religious experience, for lack of a better term. And I don't want to sound crazy when I say that. Um, but I just decided at that point I wanted everyone to feel the way that I did. I wanted everyone to see what I saw. And I wanted everyone to know that these new characters are all wonderful people, like actually wonderful people, not just wonderful performers. Um, and so I created a, a, a Twitter handle called MST3K Motivation. Yeah. And I started... I started making those memes that you that I was telling you about, um, and I did that for a couple of years, and just made wonderful friends from all over the world, riffers, fans of riffers, aspiring riffers, just a bunch of wonderful people. Now it's podcasters like yourself. 
That's it's all about making the meeting. Uh, getting on top of a rooftop and shouting for all the world to hear to to find those people that you love and they'll find you. Like that's what I promised Misty's was I would always be their friend. Like if you know, you hear people say to to gay kids, if your parents won't love you, I'll be your dad or I'll be your mom. I'll give you a hug. Whatever. Same thing. Misty's. Misty's. A lot. A lot of them have in common a damaged past of some kind or health issues. Where, damn it, this show just really keeps them going, and it's the best thing for them. And it really is for a whole lot of people. And I'm going to be that person's friend for whatever, through whatever, and just because they deserve it. They're awesome people. Uh, I was telling Jeff in the last one. I always feel like the retweet button saves lives, or the upvote button, or anything. Any. Uh... Even Facebook, I, I'm people probably think I'm really weird, but I don't like anything. I'm always it's either a love or a different reaction because it's just I want whoever that is to know like yeah 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 man I'm here for you. Uh, you want to convey an actual like emotion? Uh, I get that. <laughs> um, Caitlin and I volunteer all the time around here, and well, there's an adventure race where people. They bike and they canoe and they run for like 12 miles or so or whatever. And mm-hmm. Caitlin and I, we don't know any of these people, but we're still just, Woo! Fires! I don't know you, but I'm fucking, I hope you win! Go! Go! go. Just for all 100 or 150 people, everybody gets all the same fucking level of like hype. <laughs> we're actually thinking we need to make a sign like... A, <laughs> We don't know you, but we love you. <laughs> just, just to really shorten it down, because it's everybody needs hype people, man. Like the whole world yes. would be better uh, that way. I think so. Uh, I really do. I mean, people need that—not pat on the back, but just reassurance. So like, you know what? You're something special. You're doing something good. Good on you. Of course, not everybody's that person like actually doing anything good or <laughs> doing things they should be doing. It helps. I don't, uh, <laughs> ever watch community? That's always, I always recommend the hell out of that show. No, uh, I've never seen that one. Oh, okay. Well then here, th- this recommendation will actually be twofold because there's a podcast called Harmontown that it was, it was when I really first got into podcast. This thing is like, actually it's 10 years old now. And I was on a, a couple episodes for it actually. And I made a fucking video of me kidnapping the people from the podcast, and I played all of them as myself. <laughs> now I said I gotta send that because it's fucking insane. Uh, but it's this podcast called Harmontown, and it's done by the creator of Community and Rick and Morty. Actually, I should have said that one. You probably know Rick and Morty better. But Dan Harmon has this podcast oh, okay. podcast called Harmontown, and I really try to make this talking tremors like that because the whole idea was just people. Being people, like I think his first episode of the podcast, he talks about how he put a sharpie up his butt. Actually, no, I think that is the first episode. It sounds like Dan, <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, <laughs> just gets even better from there. And I love humanity or whatever. But there's anyway to get what I was saying uh, about encouragement. There's a great episode of Community where Keith David has this monologue, and I fucking live by this thing anymore. Where he's, you know. And I may sound racist when I say this, but white people are very discouraged. And <clears throat> very discouraging to each other. So, 
when you come up and tell them, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. You feel like a superhero. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, ah, oh, man. Okay, I'm into this. Like, I always, what you said about encouragement. It's just like, yeah, man, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, there was, it, I just wanted to be able to tell people something nice every single day. And, and that's, it would come out with a meme. And it was, it would always be something like from the show, but I'd reach for like a meaning behind a joke, which unfortunately kills the joke. So, I mean, that was ultimately one of the reasons why I stopped doing that. But because again, I want people to laugh at the jokes and know about the jokes, not my memes. Yeah. You got it. Um, yeah. But Dan, uh, Dan Harmon is actually, uh, I think he wrote on season 11 for Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and, and Justin I, Roiland. And he was like Rob Trop, too. He was a backer. Yeah. No, I've not met him in person, but I've met him online. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh, I'm actually, that's one of my, I always loved Dan. I've been good friends with him for a long time. Uh, that Rick and Morty Tremors thing happened because I was like, hey, man, like, Tremors needs a little help. Would you, like, let somebody know about it or whatever? And they... Popped a little ad out, did a little something, something. It's the stop motion animation. It's like a 12 second ad that they did or whatever. It's got a little Tremors worm in it. And I'm like, always thank you, Dan. And actually, well, yeah. I Rob Schraub is very active on Facebook. So I'm always talking to him too. So it's, I love, I love oh, those peoples. Rob directed uh, season 12 for Mystery Science Theater, I think. Probably. Actually, Rob's been getting more and more lately. So I, I hope so. Yeah, he did a great job. Like, season 12 is like the bee's knees for me. Actually, he's got another great podcast, uh, Straub Home Video. He does one every Sunday. Uh, It's a whole theater show, too, because he watches old VHSs. Actually, you would fucking love it. You and Jeff would love it. Uh, Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in the age of VHS, too. I can't, like, atone to it. But he, like, gets some really obscure shit to actually, like, watch along. Yeah. Every Sunday or whatever, but Shrab Home Video. Didn't think I'd be, like, calling that out in this podcast, but I do love it. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, wow. what makes you laugh? Pain. Okay. We're off to the <laughs> races. <laughs> what do you think Bert's politics are? <laughs> oh, God, you know, I hate politics in general. Like, all politicians are the same to me. Like, people bitch, Democrat, Republican, liberal, or libertarian, whatever. I'm just kind of like... You know, they're all fucking liars, right? Like, they're they're all trying to fuck you in the butt and try to take your money. They don't care about you. They don't care about their constituents, their state, or anything else. They're just there to get rich, get hookers, some drugs, probably some illegal kids, and make lots of money. They don't care about you. <laughs> so it's like, that's one of the reasons why we don't allow politics in any of the groups. Because, like, people get really heated about it. And I just don't care one way or the other, so I don't want to moderate the fight. <laughs> uh, the reason I asked was I knew you were actually going to give that answer. Like, that's... Because <laughs> uh, it's... That, sorry, that's what Bert's politics are. You just said... We, I, that's what I, t- I actually talked about it with Glenn. And that right there is exactly... Where's the camera? <laughs> that right there is exactly what Bert's politics are. Like, fuck you! Fuck a bunch of you! <laughs> I actually, I bring it up because I just need to, I always like to, for any listeners to know that, 
that it's not about voting for Biden. He just, he's not going to vote for Trump. Stop fucking saying that about Bert. It just makes me so sad. Just like, come on, guy. Actually, it's, it's usually on TikTok. I don't ever see it on Twitter, but TikTok people are always like, Bert and Trump 2024. Jesus Christ. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're missing the point. Like, <laughs> and that's why I ask. Is I knew you were going to say that. Honestly, that's because it's missing. I think <sighs> Burt would have been a Republican 20, 30 years ago. What that party is now, no, I would I would not say Mr. Gross would be a part of that in any way or have the character be a part of that in any way. Um, Like, they're very demoralizing people these days. <sighs> Both sides. Uh, sorry, that's not a, a what about them. Republicans are way worse. Uh, but it's, yeah, man, it's <sighs> cool. Uh, it, it. They just, they, they have zero qualms about telling you that they're fucking you. That's my problem with them. <laughs> uh, so that's to say anything. I mean, that's what I don't like about Democrats, though. Like, <sighs> They could just do better, and they know that they're not doing better, and and that's as much as we should really go any further. They both suck. That's where I was at. And just like I said, Bert's not going to vote for either side, people. Stop using him as that tool. It's like Ice-T says, right wing, left wing, it's all part of the same, same fucked up duck. Same so, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, I already asked this one, and it ties into that. Is it worth it to be a cold loner? Um, I'm happier that way. Like I, I'm, I used to be a big social butterfly, big, big social butterfly in school. Um, and then just after my, after my twenties, uh, I kind of became a recluse, went home, played video games for hours upon end, went to work the next morning, did the same thing over again the next day. It just, um, just hated being around people after a while. I don't know why. I I think it was because I didn't – I moved to Oregon from California, so I was, like, in a completely different area. Um, Like, the social climate is just as different as the weather climate. Um, Like, you and I were talking about how much we hate uh, people that use methamphetamines. There are a dime a dozen here. Dime a dozen here. That's why I asked. You were talking about meth heads, redneck meth heads in in one of your episodes. Damn it, man. Uh, you know, the problem with it is, is we have a big homeless problem in my town and it's not because little Susie's dad lost his job. It's because little Susie's uncle couldn't get out of the crack needle or, or the, the pipe or whatever. It's, it's the people that we have here. Just, they make, they make messes. They've destroyed a lot of our hillsides, uh. um, fires and stuff like that, you know, cause they, burn their fingers on a on a pipe and then drop it yeah um so this is stuff like that that i don't like around here and i just and my father was a police officer for years so it's which also explains my disdain for authority um i just wanted to just grab this and just (laughs) so you just said i didn't it's like a reflex a lot of my friends grew up to be cops. A lot of the people I grew up with, uh-huh. like the other cops' kids, they did become cops. But my dad kind of got screwed and screwed himself over at the same time politically. And so I just – I saw law enforcement for really what it is. And that's the same thing that – like 
your taxes paying the police force is the same thing that your money goes to paying the mob for racketeering to protect your fucking storefront. It's the same shit. It's just a different mob. Officer um, overseer, overseer, officer, officer overseer. You ever heard that uh, song by Sound of the Police? That's what always what I think of. <laughs> no, I mean, and and that's not everyone. That is not everyone. There are some people that are really cool. They're out there to make sure that the community is safe, and they want to make sure that the place is clean for everyone else, good living people to live. Other times, you know, there were cops where I grew up that were that have been convicted for murder, rape, drug trafficking, all sorts of shit. And I'm just kind of like, wow, I want no part of that in my life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't really care for people that let drugs do them rather than people that do drugs. I guess if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. If it's uh, worth it to you to steal from someone or hurt someone to get your fix, no. No. That's halfway why we should just make them legal, too. Just to fucking... That way they don't have to anymore. Let's regulate some... Uh, possession is, is no longer illegal in Oregon. So, like, you can have meth to a certain degree. Oh, oh like my god, you do amount. live in... Oh my god, you... Oh, I forgot, I forgot that. You're the ones to... <laughs> but it's yeah, still... and I'm, and I'm kind of like, so, wait. I can have smack blow and meth now? <laughs> Neato. <laughs> But do you like, want I to? Want, I just want the pot and mushrooms. I, I don't know, care about anything else. That's kind of where it's at. Like, I've always thought that, too. And I, we'll, we'll take this, Dark. Don't mind that, because I'm going to air this. This is going to be a whole special episode <laughs> where we find out <laughs> all about Kevin. <laughs> Fuck it, man. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> Everyone knows I talk a lot of shit anyway. Uh, again, this is, <laughs> I want people to see your guest ability. You and Jeff's, like, you guys, I want to see it. Um, but, you know... If you had the pot and mushrooms free of hand, I would love to see anybody that went to meth and everything else first. You know, if you had an actual... <sighs> Never seen a person that really went to any of those hard things. That The, the story is always, and I grew up with these people, and that's what I, I know this, the story is always, I didn't have weed at one time. And, I, you know, I wanted to try something else. Or, you know, I didn't have it, like... And it was like, man, why not go for the meth? Or I didn't have, actually, cigarettes. That's always a big one. Or you find out people, like, started smoking cigarettes because they didn't have any weed. And then from there, actually, cigarettes are always a gateway. Just like, oh, yeah, then I just kept going. And you're like, Yeah, that's me. If you had the access to the other things, and I know it's me personally, but I, can, I can't help but feel like this is all across the board. No way would you ever go for badass crack or you know meth like if you could have coke whenever you wanted would you go for meth like that's my like i've only done it like once or twice but it's still like i mean okay if i had that okay i wouldn't yeah it certainly feels better than meth i'll give you that that's what i mean like you would just not do it if you had a pure like a regular kind of opium you wouldn't do heroin but see the problem is is Human beings, not just Americans, human beings are creatures of excess. Like, we don't know when enough is enough, ever. So it's like, when you see actors getting in trouble because they're with, like, little kids, like, they get all these other beautiful women that they want, so they've got to go do the next best thing. And it's like, 
they go do some weird shit sometimes because they've already had the most thrilling experience they've ever had. That absolutely terrifies me. I always try to like, oh yeah, there's not, they're not like bloodletting children and like trying to inject. No, I'm I'm gonna be one hundred percent. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's like they're not bloodletting children and injecting their blood Elizabeth Bathory style. No way, that's not. Oh my god, yeah, they totally are. That's everything else. Tears. Look at everything um, else. What? Children's tears injected. <laughs> yeah, like, look at everything else, and you're like, yeah. <sighs> they would do that, wouldn't they? You know, just the. That's why I was saying the thing about Democrats and Republicans. I'm so mad that they all knew about UFOs. They fucking both sides of the aisle, and they knew about UF, UA, UAPs. <laughs> Well, see, here's the thing about that, and I think this is – okay, so This is know, good shit is what uh, I, don't, I don't know if your Sorry. listeners do, but okay, so I believe in the paranormal big time. Um, I don't believe in Bigfoot necessarily, uh, but I do believe in ghosts. Uh, I believe that evil and good are both uh, entities to a point. Um, I believe in aliens because statistically speaking – we cannot be the only sentient creatures in a it's like you listen to the universe song from Monty Python. Like we are not the only thing that's that important, but people don't necessarily, people can't change their beliefs. They could change an idea, but they can't change beliefs. Just like Chris Rock said in, in dogma. Um, if you change someone or shake someone's belief structure, like their faith, you can destroy that person easily. So no matter what I had gotten a couple weeks ago when I stayed at that uh, haunted inn, if I would have had something on video where like something just materialized and been like, yo, I'm a ghost, people still would not have wanted to believe it. If there was something that, that showed people irrefutable proof of life after death or a certain deity, people would be going nuts, just fucking nuts. You'd have people that would have no ramifications to their actions, and Lord only knows what they would do with that. Hurt each other, hurt themselves, what have you. Um, and then there's other people that just don't want to believe in things because it's terrifying to them. You know, I'll be real. I got three hours of sleep each night that, <laughs> that weekend because I, was, I scared the shit out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually one... Oh, man fucking ghost man I still I'm with you I'm, ah. I don't know man I don't know I always I love this room up here it's a great room with a great background I'll turn it you know around I've got everything that's all writing and drawing and stuff I have my friends if you're ever here if you ever happen to be in Iowa grab a marker you can draw whatever the fuck you want quite literally uh, there's Sagittarius ghosts and the V symbol from V for Vendetta. But I'm always feeling like there's ghosts up here. Like this is a portal or something. Like it just happens to sit at just the right height up here. And there's some kind of wavelength going through. Because I always get like, the rest of the house is cool. But man, I don't like being in this room by myself all the time. Like it's like, I always like to at least have something happening. Because it's just like. Do you feel the hair on your arms move? See, it, like that would almost feel better. The, this is more than just 
it feels like a dimensional breach. That's more my like. There's no, there's no hair on my arms because it feels like all the molecules get destabilized as I'm going through like a breach. Huh. I don't know. Like, and that's metaphoric. I don't actually feel that like legitimate, but like my, at those weird moments, it's just like. What I would imagine passing that membrane of like, oh, I'm going into another dimension. You're physically passing it. So that's always. I don't fucking know, man. That's kind of what I was trying to say. <laughs> like, I'm with you. I, it would to find out that that was real would probably shake me too. But also, I would. I'd hope I'd be accepting of it. And yeah, you know, it, it depends upon the situation where you are. Uh, so like this place that, that I was just staying at, uh, the Wolf Creek Inn, um, people at home, if you love haunted houses, the Wolf Creek Inn is famous. It is quote unquote, the most haunted building in the Pacific Northwest or the West coast in general. Um, I did not find it to be that, but strange things did happen. Uh, ghost adventures went and did an episode there and they fluffed and bullshit the shit out of that place uh you're right what hacks a room (laughs) a very long corridor that stretches over the entire kitchen uh that zach baggins defined as a portal to hell and like all it is is just a fucking hallway (laughs) walk into it and you feel weird why because it's above the fucking the kitchen all that heat rising and staying in that oh, one room yeah. with all the, the moisture and humidity from the water that they boil and everything else just stays up there and it's really humid and hot. So if you feel something as you walk through there, yes, that will happen. Um, but a portal to hell? No, no. <laughs> I hung out in there and the only thing that, that was going to endanger me was the owner saying, get out of there. <laughs> Which, you know, he wouldn't have. Jeremy's actually a really cool guy. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you're in a portal to hell, you'll fucking know it. You won't be being like, oh, the vapors have consumed me today. <laughs> Chuck off the vapors. <laughs> no, it, it, there are things that there, – there were things that happened there. Nothing that felt malicious or malignant in any way. Yeah. Um, Most ghosts aren't. I haven't really encountered – like, for all my weird – Some shitheads. What? Some are shitheads. Uh, Real shitheads. <laughs> I always tell them to fuck off. I'm, uh, I got enough of my own aura energy that it's just like, yo, ghost, you want a piece of me? Because I will come to the spirit realm and beat your ass. <laughs> oh, gosh. My, my best friend growing up, uh, one of my two best friends, we'd all get together at my friend Duke's house, and his house was extremely haunted. And so that was my first experience with The Exorcist, was watching it in this haunted house. And then we were done watching it, or I'm sorry, we were finished watching part one and three. And when the movie finished, there's like this really beautiful, like, Castrati song at the end of part three. And you hear something walking down his stairs oh. and slam the basement door. And it's like three of us are just like huddled together like three little schoolgirls, just like, oh God, what's happening? <laughs> no. Yeah, it was it, it was a less than awesome experience. You never really know. I don't know, man. That's what's always so scary about it. You never really know for sure. Tap your tap your mic. It sounds like you're underwater again. No, Uh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Uh, 
why it's, it's, I don't know what happened. It sounds like you're underwater. Oh, hold on. Let me, I've been having this problem with this, but now we're back. Hello? Yeah, back. There we go. No, Zoom gets weird. It's not your fault. Actually, hold on one second. Let me, because I've experienced a bunch of weird shit. Uh, I don't mind getting weird on the paranormal on that. It's. You never know for sure. Actually, my my biggest one will be one I can never, ever prove myself. I always hate this one. I was watching a Ghost Hunter show once. And I was watching it with my dad. And we were sitting, like, he had fallen asleep. And I'm sitting on the couch. And this Ghost Hunter was in a hotel, just much like you are or whatever, with the camera running. And he's sleeping. And he wakes up in the middle of the night. And, like, a door shuts. And it's like, oh, okay, that's spooky or whatever. And then, like, he's reviewing the footage the next day. And I had actually seen something when the door shut. And I was waiting for him to fucking call this out while he was reviewing the footage. But there's totally this point where, like, the door shuts. And you see this little figure in a mirror. Ah. And the guy had gotten up and, like, and then went back to sleep. And as I'm like, oh my god, as I'm talking about it now, it scared the fuck out of me. And I was like, okay, he's got to, like, when he's re-watching the footage or whatever, he's got to see this. Because if he doesn't, I'm going to die. And he didn't. <laughs> and I have forever been like, I, man, what the fuck was that? And why the hell didn't he catch it? Because it's just, I could not sleep the rest of the night. I didn't want to wake my dad up. It was just like. I actually, phys- you were talking about poltergeist. Ah, I hate that fucking clown thing under the goddamn bed so much. And I jumped from like the couch to the stairs so that way I didn't touch the floor at all, like a supreme game of tremors. And that forever has terrified the fuck out of me. I don't know, man. I don't know. It was a messed up movie. I mean, I, I got taken to see it in the theater because my parents thought it was going to be like another E.T. movie from Spielberg. So I think I was like four when that came out. Five. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> might have been the worst shit I'd seen at that point. Might have been. Because, um, I mean, I graduated to Nightmare on Elm Street by the age of seven, I think. <laughs> like, I've always just loved the morbid, the macabre, horror type stuff. Oh, my God. That explains so much. <laughs> You know, I feel so bad when I for see, you. Almost. When I see people getting hurt, and it's like, yay, do it some more, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that movie scarred the hell out of me. I can't imagine watching it at four or five in a theater, even too. That's even. Oh. And then Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters ruined me. Fucking Eleanor Twitty, the gray lady, the librarian at the beginning. She destroyed me as a kid. My wife makes fun of me for that all the time. <laughs> It's not your fault, Kinda. man. And we went to go see it seven years ago when they did the 30th anniversary re-release. Um, she was still pregnant with my son, and we'd gone to see it. And there was a, another family with us. And this little boy that was probably like five years old got underneath his seat when the fucking librarian changed. And I like elbowed her. I'm like, see, I told you. <laughs> Don't blame me. Some scary <laughs> shit. It's just scary. Uh, the... Demi dogs always scare me at the end. That's always my like, Jesus Christ! Like, those people are trapped inside of the dogs. No fucking thank you. <laughs> so here's a really personal question to me, and this has a lot to do with the Tremors franchise. And I want all of our fans to listen intently. 
So, what's up with Sofia Coppola and her incest? That's gross, man. That's fucking gross. You, like, I really don't even know, I don't know what you're talking about. I need to know. You, you said something twice on several episodes and Jeff wouldn't tell me. What okay, did she so do? Okay, so in Godfather 3, Michael's daughter is played by Sofia Coppola, Francis's daughter, of course, who is a brilliant writer, marvelous filmmaker by her own right, horrible actress. <laughs> At least, at least in Godfather Three, she had to snarl the whole time, where she's like trying to like it's not great. seduce her cousin, her fucking cousin, first cousin even, not even the second or oh third. Oh my god! Like, maybe there'll be nine toes, maybe not. No, it was like the full first blooded cousin, where it's going to be you know three toes total. And shit, it was just gross. I love the Godfather trilogy so much. Except for the scenes that she's in. And mm-hmm. it's like, she ruined that movie for me so much. And it's like, everyone loves it. But I'm like, it's about incest. That's fucking ill. That's ill. I live in a redneck community and that's ill. That's not That's <laughs> what <laughs> I had to ask. It stuck out just like, what? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. Back then within certain ethnicities... Like my, I'm half Portuguese, so I have relatives that were cousins at some point over there, or at least my family had friends that were cousins that were married. Um, but no, it's uh, you're on an island essentially, so I mean, there's only so many people to get with, and Italians historically like battled and warred each other's families like a lot, so I mean, you could only have so many options. <laughs> It's just weird to make a Catholic. movie about it. They're Catholics, so they only had so many options. <laughs> so, yes. We don't need to get into Catholicism because it sucks. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I got to focus because I have to halfway be a host. Um. I really cause I, okay. I want to ask. This is a real Tremors question. So Star Wars five, six through nine, and Tremors five through seven. Is that an apt comparison? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, yes and no, because Star Wars is third trilogy. Uh, it had some good actors in it. Um, it just didn't have the flow like the MCU does where everything happens and it's going to make sense to lead into the next story. They didn't have that. They worked like a Sony movie where <laughs> they worked independently and made shit up for the next movie to figure the fucking shit out. Um, Go see Morbius. No, please don't. Yeah, exactly. Please don't. Morbius please. is a perfect example of that shit. <laughs> please don't. Uh, the, the blip from Spider-Man, it's because Marvel didn't tell them that there was a snap. So they called it the blip instead. So now that's what everybody has to call it. But uh, I, I, I don't think that's that's the most equal comparison because money and effort was put into the new Star Wars movies. Like people really were trying. It just didn't pan out uh, as well as the originals. But with Tremors, the last three, five, six, and seven, um, I think that's going from like taking your – it's the equivalent from going from New Line Cinema to the Asylum, and that's that's not okay for me. That's that's wasting a good franchise. 
uh, and they've done the same thing with Amityville, where like huh. there's Amityville in space, the Amityville clown, Amityville. the Amityville fire poker in your butt. <laughs> there's an Amityville everything at this point. There's like 43 movies, isn't there? Like something like that. Like I have the first three, <laughs> uh, but that's about. And there's incest on the third one too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so much incest. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Amityville three was like loosely based on the the DeFeo murders, but for whatever reason, the older brother seduces the older sister, and I'm like, ew, Brady Bunch. Uh, <laughs> but no, I like, and I'm followed by the asylum, so I apologize. Uh, their movies suck. They're, I mean, that's not news. They they're they designed, as Jonah Ray puts it, to fool somebody's grandmother into thinking that's what their grandkid wanted. So, like, you know, they'll, instead of the Avengers, it's the Revengers or whatever. And it's just, like, the worst fucking pile of shit that they're going to sell for the price of a regular movie and not even try. Like, it's not even worth riffing because it's an intentionally bad movie. And bringing in Jamie Kennedy, I think, didn't help that. Um, His name was enough that I didn't want to see it. Like, I didn't. I couldn't imagine a great pairing between Mr. Gross and Jamie Kennedy. And I don't, I don't know if that, if that does work out, if it doesn't, but, um, it just, it didn't, it didn't jive with me. And there was no reason for me to see the sixth or seventh movies. I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Um, they don't have to have the cheesy special effects anymore, but they did. They could have gotten practical effects. They could have hired Stampede. They could have gotten uh, uh, anyone, anyone that worked on the original film. But they chose not to because they just want to save a buck. You know, it's 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 like we were talking about with with Steve when we talked to him. They're they're pooping in a box, closing it, putting tremors on it, and selling it for twenty bucks. Yep. <laughs> We can sell an empty box named Tremors. I hate that. That quote kills me. But it's true. It's uh, yeah. true. But, but that's, I've seen I say it. that as a compliment because Tremors is cool. Marvel did the same thing with X-Men in the 90s. Like, they put out just crap. Oh. But as long as, like, X-Men was on there or Spider-Man was in it, it would sell. That's how they would sell stuff. So, unfortunately, Universal just, they need a big lean on them. And I don't even know if that would help to rehire Stampede, negotiate with Stampede, and that's if even Stampede wants to work with them at this point, because, I mean, they, Universal has not treated them well, apparently. They actually are still working with them. I was just talking with Glenn about that, and, like, they're still working with people at Universal, mm-hmm. and <laughs> this, was, this was what was really sad to hear from him. Like, one department got rid of them, while the other one would have loved for them to stay so that like it's such a gigantic company that the people looking at the spreadsheets and making the money are the ones that actually have the lever on the button to make it happen well the people that would have been doing the producing and everything on that side have no choice in it and so the money people just get to go no all right go away now and glenn and i were actually both talking where we felt there's a you feel really bad about that we can sell an empty box named tremors thing because him and I both watched Tremors 5 and bought Tremors 5. And you're just like, yeah, I wonder what would have happened if nobody had. 
you know, if no one had actually, you know, gone out for Tremors 5 or wanted it, then the numbers people would be like, well, okay, this doesn't work. Then we need to bring Stampede in. So that's where it's, it almost is like, don't, you can't, to make Stampede come back, you have to be like, stop watching Tremors. It's the weirdest, like, irony to you actually have to get people, stop watching Tremors. I, I know you want to, yeah. but you got to stop. We just all have to be satisfied with what we have for a while and fucking stop watching it. Watch the TV show. Like, that's always the, get the fuck watching that. But I think... Yeah, for as affordable as it is, the TV show is extremely good. Like, uh, 12 bucks for... for I think it was like a dollar an episode, and, was just, and the is, episodes are all sterling. They're yeah. great. I, uh, I keep thinking, because I'm having different guests do different episodes, and I'm like, oh, man, there's going to be episodes that people don't want to do or whatever. But man, there's there's some good things in all of them. Like, I'm ha- I have a hard time, besides knowing the production issues, being like, man, this is just, this shit snaps. I'm into this. All right, I like the, like, my my weakest one is the, the one with the shrimp episode, but I love the last third of it. Like, they're all, like, working together to come up with this weird-ass plan to, like, throw cars and fences and uh, dry ice it. You're just like, Jesus, the fuck? Literally throwing everything at the wall, but all the side characters are working together. And I just, people hate, people don't, oh, the series doesn't have the, the last three episodes, don't have Bert. And so, actually, the Sounds of Silence episode with the Lady Bert is probably my favorite episode of the season. Like, legitimately, the one with the bugs, and Bert's not there, and it's Larry and Twitchell and Tyler, and Lady Bert, like I said, Lady Bert's there, and Lady it's just, Bert. it's, <laughs> actually, that's appropriate, that's appropriate, it's true, well, she's talking at one point, and, uh, drop your socks and grab our boxes, gentlemen, and we got work to do, and takes off, and Twitchell's, Randy Gummers, <laughs> just perfectly, <laughs> Actually, Caitlin called that episode. She wants to do that episode with me. And, yeah, because I just... It's good shit, man. It is really good. Like, I can't... I'm doing 13 episodes with 13 different people. (laughs) And I don't mind. Like I said, I was working on... We have a game shop. I'm starting with my family or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I got to work on the games. That's usually my thing. And just playing this in the background. I did not mind watching it five fuck I watched the same episode like five fucking times today. Like it was off, it was off and I was listening to your podcast or whatever, but it was just like this is just really cool, man. This I like this. I'm into it. Like watch it again. I know we're not watching it now, but I wanna watch it later. Like even without you. Uh, oh yeah. If I'm focusing on something, like if I'm typing on the computer, I'll throw on Mystery Science Theater or something or trimmers in the background. Yeah. Something that I really like that makes me feel good, but I don't have to focus on it that particular moment. If I do happen to focus on it, I'm going to laugh or enjoy myself. Yeah, it's always, there's not a bad moment. Everyone's given their all at every point in time. You said that yeah. about Pirates of the Caribbean, too. Uh, it's, yeah, man. You just put it on because it's fun. I like this. Just hanging out. The, the only time I haven't been able to do that is recently uh, with this new season that we're working on with Exorcist. Um, oh, actually, no, the first season too, I had the problem. Like I could not multitask to save my life. Like I needed to sit and like focus on it. The first season, because I was picking it apart, just like waiting to punch it. Um, like Jeff and Will had no idea whatsoever that I didn't like it. 
and they kept telling me, oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Once it gets to here, you're going to love what happens. Like where you find out Gina Davis is actually Reagan McNeil. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> which was embarrassing to say after the fact because the gentleman that plays Captain Howdy or the devil – um, actually listened to our show and corrected me that he wasn't a certain character in a certain scene. I'm like, well, fuck, thank you for putting my foot in my mouth. I actually learned something. Thank you. Like, I wasn't being mean or, or disrespectful in any way. Like, I, I, I legitimately thought he was in this one particular scene. And I was like, well, they didn't go back to that was his body right there. Why didn't they go back to that? And he said, well, it's because it wasn't him. But um, no, this the second season... I'm enjoying it so much more that I, it's it's not me like picking apart things to pound on. It's it's oh gosh, did I miss something? So like the second season is infinitely better, and it's not a lot of TV shows do that. I mean, Exorcist only had two seasons. Uh, it's one more season than what Fox usually gives things. And <laughs> Primers is an example of of how Universal does the same shit. Or NBC Universal does the same shit. Netflix, Fox. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I hate Fox. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. It's like I say, Fox is where good things go to die. Right. Yep. But the the second season, it's like I can't miss anything. Something happened today where I just jumped out of my chair and it scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> and it wasn't even a monster. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like they just have that much better writing between season one and two like usually as seasons go on you wait for the show to jump the shark and just not be about what it's supposed to be about anymore and exorcist kind of does the backwards or the opposite where you're kind of like well fuck if this was this good why didn't we get a second or third season you know because the first season fucking sucked well it didn't suck it did not suck Mm -hmm. it just it it could have been better considering everybody who was in it it could have been better Gina Davis. I was just going to, you kept saying that on the podcast. I was like, Gina Davis was in an Exorcist TV show. Well, I didn't want to watch that before, but now I fucking do. So, Yes. I mean, anything with Gina Davis in it is worth watching as far as I'm concerned. Oh, Gina Davis, if you're Uh, listening, come back to acting. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. I would love that. Uh, Like I, the two ladies I love the most in Hollywood is probably Gina Davis and Kim Cattrall. Miss Kim, I've met online. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. And yeah, I just, I, um, yeah, I've, I've just got nothing but good things to say about them. All right. But anyway, yeah, but anyway, Gina Davis, she, uh, I didn't feel like they were directing her to be the mom that, that they wanted to portray. And they just, they didn't write it out properly. So I, I think I unfairly put that on her. That really comes down to the director and the showrunner. So, and they, they, they swapped out between season one and two. That's why it got better. And which was again, the opposite of Ash versus evil dead. It had the same showrunner for seasons one and two, which consecutively got better until season three. There was a different showrunner that got them canceled. Hey, remember he's uh, Robert Tapper or, uh, there's Craig's the good one and Robert's the bad one. That's what I was. That's what I was getting from your podcast, at least. Um, yes and no. Like Bob Tappert 
There it is. Has has brought so much good stuff to, to screens. But that last season of Evil Dead, I don't know if that was hubris or or something different, but it just they really fucked it over. Like they fucked over that franchise. There. I actually I was watching all of those episodes. I was all the way up through season two, and then season three dropped, and I heard how bad it was just from everything. And I was like, I haven't gotten to it. I'm at the end of season two. I don't. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> to me, I didn't like it because it was disrespectful to Dana DiLorenzo. Oh yeah, um, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. The the Kelly. The thing with oh that she should have been Bruce or Ash's daughter. And, but they yeah. were bringing the brand new And it character. wasn't even just that. It was just they gave her less screen time. Oh. And she and Pablo were like... It was Ash, were Pablo, like and the Kelly. the other half of the show that was fantastic. That was that was the main trio, man. That's what I loved. Like, that, those two just traveling around fighting monsters. It was good shit. Yeah, so it's like... And now they've got Evil Dead Rise coming, and I'm just kind of like, well, it doesn't have Kelly and Pablo. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Which is amazing because... Most people are like, if it doesn't have Bruce Campbell, I don't give a shit. No, I, I want to see Ray and Dana come back and reprise their roles. I think that would be awesome. Uh, they've lived a lot longer than any other character in any of the incarnation. <laughs> like, I would just like to point that out. Like, they made it through three seasons of a television show. In that universe, they deserve to continue fucking going. <laughs> I think so. Like, I'm really happy for them that they got to be in the video game that comes out next month. <clears throat> Might want to keep an eye on our show for that. Um, no, I saw you've been talking about that. I will, yes. <laughs> yeah, just keep uh, the video game and Dana in, in thoughts. And that's, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm just going to say it. She's going to be a guest on our show at some point. Oh, no way, man. Uh, oh. Well, that's uh, oh, cool. Now I gotta hopefully, finish the season. Damn it! <laughs> she, from what I understand, at least I hope, she liked what I said about like not liking what they did to her character yes. and how they basically screwed her personally over. That's the only gripe I have with Bob Tapper. Otherwise, he's Sam Raimi's business partner and best friend. They've been working together since Evil Dead or before. And he's married to Lucy Lawless, so, like, he can't be that bad of a dude, I guess. Oh, wow. I didn't know that last part. Now I... Tr oh, you're right. Yeah. I trust Lucy. I do. <laughs> she hates Kevin it, Sorbo, so I'm into it. We're good. <laughs> so, oh, she likes him so much. She called him Peanut. <laughs> fucking Peanut. And I'm pretty sure she was referring to the fucking Jeff Dunham thing. <laughs> <laughs> that little... Oh, that little yellow and green motherfucker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah. Sorry, I didn't mean to hate Kevin Sorbo out of hand. But he sucks! Um, yeah, I had her autograph and Bruce's autograph. I did not have Sorbo's. No, I was like Xena Warrior Princess. It was uh, those because that, that's Sam Raimi shit. Now that I'm rethinking of it, because that's yeah, mm -hmm. some good stuff. Um, fuck yeah, man! <sighs> I really do love how off track we're getting. This is this is perfect. If you want a guest on Talking Tremors, guess what? We're not going to talk about Tremors. If you ever listen to my other episodes with the other Kevin, Kevin Collins, uh, who's fucking amazing. I really love that guy. Uh, Especially doing this, like podcasting with him is awesome. Uh, he seems like really good people. He, oh, I can't, I cannot 
love that guy enough, like seriously, because uh, he is good people. He fucking, no joke, he bought me Tucker's Monster and sent it to me. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't have it, and I've been really wanting to read it, and like, as a Stampede Steve Wilson fan, like, damn, man, this is... Oh, this needs to be made in a t- into a TV show or a movie. Like this is just because it's all first person. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's all first person. Like legit, the guy that discovers this monster finds the guy who's trying to discover the monster, and just the writing on it. I'm always just constantly impressed and sad at the same time. Wow. But, yeah, but Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Collins is dope and sad. <laughs> and uh, but we always get off track too. There's. Most of the time, if we were even talking about Tremors, we're not talking about the episode that's currently on screen either. Like, just go every which yeah, way. Yeah, but that makes things more fun and random. Mm-hmm. That's why I say listen to Harmontown. If you like if you like that kind of podcast and you're into that kind of thing, it's done now. It did about like 200-ish, 300-ish episodes. And, man, it is it is all that. And learning a bunch of, like, behind the scenes on film stuff at the same time, film and TV, learning all those people, like, uh, yeah, go check out the Harmontown, especially, yeah, with the Rob Schraub, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Demorge Brown, uh, Mitch Hurwitz from Arrested Development. Oh, wow. Greg Proops, Robin Williams, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, Jesus Christ, Jeff Davis from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, seriously, yeah, I can't say it enough, go... Listen, watch the Harmontown. If you like to hear about things pooping out of your butt. Uh, so, would you live in perfection? This is always my big, like, I don't know how much I would. I think I would visit. But would you live there? Maybe in part four. I don't know about one through three. Uh, part four, because it was like, it was more rustic, it seemed like. I mean, it, it was just a facade of, of Chang's. Um, and for whatever reason, that camping sounds better to me than an actual room, which is ironic because, again, I don't like bats, spiders, snakes, scorpions, bees, <laughs> anything like that. You know, everything that's in the desert, I, I hate. Um, so, no, I probably couldn't live there. I couldn't. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like the forest. Trees is really what I would miss. Oh. I'm in Iowa, surrounded by trees and bluffs, and I'm just realizing they're like, oh, I would miss that too. Yeah, because I I lived in Southern California for a good long time, and there were, the only trees that are there are planted, and they're not very big, and the air sucks. It's stale, it's it's dry, it's, it's dirty. I moved up here and I felt like I was swimming through the air because it was so much more humid, but it's not really humid at all here. But to me, it just is. Um, but I, I, I like this kind of environment. I'm much more of a, uh, woodsy type person hmm. where we have some more spiders, bats, snakes, scorpions. <laughs> I was just thinking that cause my, my next question is what makes you scared? Uh, um, that's a good question. Uh, my wife being mad at me is probably the first thing that comes to my mind. Existential crisis. Okay. <laughs> um, well, again, I, I grew up Catholic and going back to the exorcist, uh, something that I can't see getting me is, is still stuck in the back of my head. Like that's a, somehow that's a rational possibility in the back of my head. Um, people I'm not afraid of because 
I'm just not. I lived in Southern California for six years. <laughs> you can't scare me well. Um, but yeah, things I can't see, shadows, clowns, uh, and my wife being mad at me. Yeah, that that goddamn clown. Well, you can't see your wife being mad at you either, so that definitely qualifies. No, <laughs> but I could feel it. <laughs> I actually fucked up, and I did that today when Caitlin came home from work. As I talk about, I didn't even realize what I was saying, and I was just like, "I'm so sorry." Let me turn off the TV for a second, and we'll just talk about this because I didn't mean to. And I love you, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes you just have to eat shit and grovel. Oh, yeah, that's where it was at, but it's just like, ugh, <laughs> it hurts. Please don't do this. It is terrifying, <laughs> so I figured. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm a coward. Like, insects, I'm, I have irrational phobias of things like that. But, um, no, people, people don't really scare me much. Like, movies have never scared me except for Exorcist and Poltergeist because, again, there's that issue of your, of your mortal soul. Um, ghosts scare me because for whatever reason, I want to see them and find them and show them to people. Most importantly, show them to people so fucking bad, Hey, but I'm scared of the fucking dark when I'm by myself. Like, oh. uh, well, no, that's not true. I see better in the dark than in the daylight, but that doesn't mean you're not terrified. I don't want to be in a dimly lit area by myself. I'd rather be in the dark than in a dimly lit area. Because then my imagination starts fucking with me. Oh, right at that level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when I'd gone to the inn, I'd purposely put myself into mass hysteria. I watched every ghost hunting video from this place that was on YouTube, every historical video on this place. I knew every story, everything about this place, like the vampire I was telling you about. They, there's, for the people at home, Wolf Creek Inn has a legend of a vampire, uh, a, a dark male figure with either fangs or blood around his mouth that will try to follow people back into the inn and has allegedly bit one person, and that's completely unsubstantiated. <laughs> Desanguinated. Um, <laughs> so it's like, I'm a smoker, so I'm like, well, fuck, I don't want to go outside by myself, but I can't smoke in this room. Um, so, of course, you know, you go outside, and it was raining, so, I mean, I, I wasn't horribly worried about vampires, but this black cat comes running up on me. Oh, and yeah, I'm, that little know, cat, yeah. I, you saw the video, I'm like, yeah. well, hi there. You that big bad vampire? Yes. Okay. You, you know, don't I know it's not. Little fucker. It's like, well, that solves that mystery. <laughs> it was the owner's cat. He's wonderful. But I watched all this shit, and I worked myself up so bad that it's like, it was in the back of my head that I was terrified. So I wound up watching... Uh, the new episode of Mystery Science Theater a second time that night because they just premiered their, their new season. So I watched it again. So that was like a whole other three hours of my night. And when I'd fallen asleep, I had a camera on me and you can hear several times in, in just one file I've gone through, things are walking around in the room. Like there are footsteps going around in the room. You can tell it's not outside. And then at one point, you hear something scratching my microphone and I'm and I was asleep. I slept through the whole damn thing. The only things that I saw was, um, walking across the room, a set of books fell over. 
but it's a bouncy, rickety room. I mean, it, it's it's basically Chang's market or the hotel a hundred years from now. This place is 135 years old, so it's like it creaks, it wobbles, it moves, it breathes. Um, it's old. Yeah, so I mean, that my my weight moving around probably knocked that those books over. Otherwise, I found a, a thermal anomaly of a temperature drop that went from. 60 down to 40 degrees and that that number and that um, that 20 degree drop is actually a significant number like Mm -hmm. when it gets down to 40 degrees when a 70 degree room or 60 degree room start flipping your camera and and taking pictures um you may not get anything but there is a thermal anomaly there so you have to look at what's around there to see what's causing the cold and if there's nothing there then you need to document that as a possibility. So, I mean, science is important. You, you can't go in, go into a ghost house or a haunted house expecting to see something. You're better off expecting to not see something or explain why you're not seeing it. When I went into the inn, I went in with devices that told me how many wireless devices were around. I had a metal detector, uh, a lens finder, Basically, there was no way someone was going to get one over on me and have booby traps that <laughs> knock on things or anything like that. You know, um, I, I've been hunting for ghosts since shit the eighties. Um, since poltergeist. So I mean, <laughs> sorry. No, no I, I have run into one once. Once uh, in San Juan Batista, got very upset that we touched his daughter's dress, his wedding dress, or her wedding dress. Um. That was kind of fun. Shit started falling around on the room. But, uh, no, no, I mean, no, nothing happened there at the end. And I I feel stupid. I want to go back now not as terrified as I was and just try to enjoy it more and make a better documentary because I would like to document this. Like, if if you have a haunted house and you want to prove that you have a haunted house or disprove that your house is haunted – Find us on sunsandshadows.com because I've been doing this for a long fucking time. And that's why I get irritated when I watch things like Ghost Adventures because they bullshit, they fluff, they exaggerate, and they flat out lie. Uh, the worst thing I'd heard on that episode where they were talking about Wolf Creek, Bagans comes in and says, Oh my God, you guys, I just found out that when they opened this place, they hanged an Indian out front. I'm like, Oh, the fuck, what? They, they flat out said that they hanged an indigenous person instead of cracking a fucking champagne bottle on the front of a boat to christen the hotel as it opened. Yeah, you know, man, we all do that. I mean, not only is that racist as fuck, but that's not true. Like, shame on you for saying that. Yeah. Shame on you. And kind of cast the whole thing on the in itself, like making it. Come on. It did. It, it, it casted a bad light on the inn. It casted a really stupid light on the previous owners. Um, There have been three owners that I've watched since I started studying it. The first set of owners was on Ghost Adventures. The second owner after that figured out how lucrative uh, a ghost tourist trap could be. So he started selling T-shirts saying, this is my ghost hunting uniform, shit like that, and started perpetuating the stories And the stories is what creates mass hysteria. That's what kept me up all fucking night. Um, But the new owners are actual historians. 
they oh, they nice. love the history of the place. They love history in general. Uh, Jeremy and his wife are just they're fantastic people. They've turned the place into a wonderful place to stay. It's an awesome restaurant. They have their own fucking root beer that, that they have on draft there that I'm a root beer addict, so and you've been sitting me watching drink it. Um but they've had zero instances there that they've said. Now granted, they don't stay in the inn. <laughs> um and they when I better. said the first morning that I didn't get a whole lot of sleep, the waitress was like, uh, what room are you in? Because there are certain rooms where things happen, supposedly. And the room I was in was one of the rooms that has more things happen. Yeah, that was kind of a leaning factor, but it was also the queen-size bed where I'm like, no, I want that fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to get spooked in style. (laughs) Kind of. Well, it also makes me figure, okay, so when you were on the second story, no one's going to be looking in on you through the window. No one's spying on you through the window. If they are... Go right ahead and freak yourself out and pee your pants because then, yeah, that's, that's the okay. You could pee your Let pants if someone's fucking staring at you through the window on a second story house. Let me in, <laughs> please. Let me in. <laughs> yeah, like the little kid from fucking Salem's Lot. I let me in. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it was it was a great place. I'm going to go back. Uh, I want to continue making a documentary about this place because it's a natural resource. As far as I'm concerned, um, there might be something there. There might not be. It could just be a great story, but it's a it's a good opportunity to show people some really neat shit. Yeah, At least and some teach good people history. about science and discredit bad scientists. Yeah, I always hate those crappy Ghostbusters. So please keep doing better. Uh, another one of the things that he does is uh, he'll induce mass hysteria. They 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 made a complete buffoon of the previous owners. They're putting their hands out over the fucking bed like, oh, God, I feel cold, cold spider. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? And the other guy's like, yeah, I feel it, too. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? And the lady's, like, looking back and forth between them. She doesn't know what to do. She's like, I feel it, too. <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't. You just want to be cooler. You think you fucking do. There's nothing there. Uh, oh, and then he says, oh, something burns me. And he takes his shirt off. And he's got this, like, red <sighs> patch all over his fucking shirt or all of his chest. And I'm like. Fuck, give me three seconds of hugging my bulldog with no shirt on, and I will show you the exact same allergic reaction. Please, dude, show it to somebody that doesn't hang out with magicians. (laughs) (laughs) My hero has the fastest hands ever. Like, (laughs) Joel is the best magician ever. And I've learned to watch Joel's hands on every single episode of Mystery Science Theater because I like to see how things work. And he fools me on every single episode, just about. Really? I didn't know that that yeah. was a part of it, so now I have to, like, now I'm really... Interested. Yes. In Joel's old episodes, and in the new episodes now, they have what's called Invention Exchange. And they're basically magic tricks. It's a different magic trick that Joel turns into a, a, a different product each week. And it's it was just really cute. And it'll be anything from, like, things that squirt, things that explode and turn into fire, or burn up it was just really neat shit but these guys from ghost adventures they're not even good magicians they're bad they're, they're just they suck not even good showmen as kind of the... no no they they took a whole lot of um photographs and looked hard like wearing black and boots and shit like that 
Bitch, I can fucking do that myself. I do the same thing myself every fucking day. But actually go out and do the science. Like, they even said, one guy who, at the end of the uh, series, or episode, says that he felt possessed. Like, he goes out into this wooded area. And I went to the same woods... And I found the spirits that possessed him. I think when you, if, if when if he would have put that camera angle down, you would have seen across the street the really bright lights from the gas station and twenty-four hour liquor store right across the street. There was no darkness at all. Like he, he was perfectly safe. Cars were like four feet, five feet away from him. And it's like I walked around the camera to the back of the hotel or the end where it's just this big, vast, beautiful mountain of trees. I'm like, next time, go out there, you big pussy. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. What are you, possessed by a moth? <laughs> Ooh, go to the lights. Yeah, yeah, I, I get possessed by those kind of spirits, too, every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it's called Coors Light. Do you want to see some things, dude? I can show you some things, man. I'll show you some spirits. Um, <laughs> actually, on that, uh, no, no, you you were first. You say it. No, I was gonna say I, I, I that's that's what I love. I love scary shit. Uh, I love being scared and proving and disproving things. It's just I love shit like that. It's good to be scared. We should all be. It not keeps as, you alive sorry, longer, not as sort of. of like, except for like the plaque building up in my fucking heart. Like, <laughs> um, I just keeps you on your toes. Uh, actually, one of my should we and why do we need to have family friendly horror? To a point, I think it's it's important because uh, you do want to reach certain audiences. Things can be scary without being gory. And my favorite example of that is Insidious. Um, Insidious took just enough from Poltergeist to be scary, but then James Wan put in... or James Wan and... Uh, oh my gosh, what's the other gentleman's name? Not Sean Levy. Oh my god, the guy who directed Saw. Fuck. Anyway, I, yeah, it's totally eluding me right now. The guy that plays Spencer in in Insidious, um, they're brilliant. Lee Winnell making things scary. Lee Winnell. Yes, Lee Winnell. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Lee Winnell. Yes, yes, um, yes. Because he's awesome. That's why I was like, I'm so mad if, I couldn't remember his name. He's awesome. Yeah, if if he ever listens to this, dude, I'm totally sorry. I forgot your name there. <laughs> I we only forgot pot. for like twenty seconds. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, I, I like the Insidious movies. I like the Conjuring movies, even though they're total bullshit. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren were con, con men. And it, it took me a long time to figure that out. And it wasn't until I started researching Amityville and the DeFeo murders where I was like, this shit don't make sense. Like, if you're supposed to be that fucking good, why are you saying there is, again, portal to hell here? But it's perfectly safe. Like, only one bad thing has ever happened in that in that house. I mean, granted, it was a horrific thing—the murders. But um, that house has never been haunted, probably never will be. 
and they perpetuated that. That's how they made their money back in the 70s and 80s. And, of course, Amityville was a big hot topic thing because they told people this really happened. It's a true story. And so, again, like just like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that got people fucking interested in going. Um, but it, it, it really wasn't so much. <laughs> you say that, and I'm always mad that the real scary house never gets as much attention as it should. The fucking Winchester Mansion. Well, see, there's, there's another thing. I grew up... Uh, in Hollister, right next to San Jose, which is where Sarah built the, the mansion. That's not haunted either. Son of a as far bitch! As I know. Stop as ruining things for I me, know, man! I've never been there. I've never, ever been there. Well. Uh, yeah, huh? right? I lived there for <laughs> 16, 17 years, and I never went. What kind um, of ghost debunker are you? <laughs> Well, my friends have always gone, and they're like, oh, yeah, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I'm like, I, dude, it's not haunted. Like, nobody ever fucking died there. Like, there were no spirits of natives there that she had to hide herself from. She got took by a con man. Um, the woman that told her to build the house and keep building the house was arrested several times in San Jose for swindling people. Well, this is interesting. So, keep going. This is good shit. <laughs> yeah. So I had no idea. Sarah Winchester... She's got all this guilt on her that this lady's pouring on her because saying all the spirits of the Native Americans that your family's rifles have killed and, and ammunition has killed are going to haunt you and curse you. And unless you keep having seances and and keep building this house. Unless you pay me twenty five ninety nine every week, these ghosts are going to get you. But this is a real deal, I promise you. <laughs> Yeah, right? So it's like, she got took pretty hard. Now, I haven't seen Winchester, because I heard that was also a shitty movie, and I'm kind of like, but Helen Mirren was in it. Um, But I've always wanted to go. They remodel it a lot. And that's another one of the things that I don't like. It's like, keep it the way it is. Now, I understand wood rots, paint uh, fades, and that things like that need to be reconstructed. But they'll make an entire different room and try to make it look creepy for certain occasions. Like uh, in October, they have midnight uh, tours or fl- what it's called flashlight tours. Yeah. Halloween tours. That sounds, sounds like a regular haunted house. Well, now my, my whole balloon on that is deflated. Thank you. Kinda. It, Thank you know, you. and it's, it's, I think everyone should go there if they can see for yourself. If you go and you feel weird, Chances are there's something probably going on. But if you feel perfectly comfortable, not at all. If you feel apprehensive, you've probably just freaked yourself out. But if you get something like you feel this weird creep about you, uh, you feel like you can hear a TV on in the other room, but there's really nothing there, then, yeah, again, start flicking your camera. Sorry, that last one just really got to yeah. Whenever you can hear the TV on in the other room and it's not really there. Because <laughs> that's what a ghost sounds like in real life. Oh, I'm, um, I'm well aware. <laughs> so, okay, if you've had the TV on or if you were a kid and going to bed and you could hear your parents still watching TV in the other room, you could hear the voices talking, but you can't make out what that says. It's unintelligible. It's Charlie Brown, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah, or it's like it's like listening to the beginning of "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd, but having it on a, uh, on the other side of the door where you hear the guy's voice, but you don't hear what he's saying, and that's kind of what it's like for me. 
is is hearing a TV sound voice in, in another room. Um, but when I say you like you feel like you you feel a TV turn on, some people could feel like the static charge of a tube turning on. So that's that's what I mean by that. If you could feel that, maybe, or if you actually hear something when you're by yourself in another room, but it sounds close, then yeah, maybe. Well, I'm revisiting some moments in my life now. <laughs> That's... Fuck. <laughs> so if you're listening to podcast people, I hope we didn't scare you too much. Well, the that. thing is, is this is why I love monsters, is because I grew up with haunted houses and ghosts and shit like that. So, I mean, I feel more comfortable with more macabre things. Um, I grew up watching all the old Universal horror films first, so, I mean, that's to me, that's family-friendly horror. I think that should be issued out as, like, standard viewing to kids in school. Dracula, Wolfman, Wolfman, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't make them read the shit until later in high school, but let them watch the shit oh, that's early a whole, on, don't like read, Halloween yeah. and stuff. Mary Shelley but, goes uh, hard. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I've just always gravitated towards this, the, like, horror uh, monster movies creature features are what I like the best and that's what I love about Tremors you don't have to tie it into Tremors it's fine I could do that too <laughs> no 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 that I, I even told Steve that Tremors is is probably my second second favorite creature feature what's your first Gremlins, Gremlins is the first oh okay <clears throat> Gremlins 2 and New Batch is <laughs> fucking ah so Dremors 2, Aliens, Gremlins 2, and New Batch. Those are, if you're making a sequel, folks, just look at those three to figure out how to do it. Like that, ah, uh, because that Gremlins movie Gremlins was nuts. like, it's a five-star movie for me. It's up there with The Princess Bride and stuff like we that. Weirdly enough, I have the same thing that I have with Tremors 2, with Gremlins 2, where I watched both of them before I ever knew there was a first one. So the like oh, Tremors yeah. 2 and Gremlins 2 are, in my mind, the originals. And then the other ones are they came after, but not really. And but man, Gremlins two is a fucking amazing ass movie. <laughs> Sorry. And then actually Gremlins is actually so that was the amazing thing, and this is the same thing with Tremors and Tremors Two. Gremlins two is way funnier. You know, it's balls to the wall, nuts, just throw it <laughs> There's gonna be a gremlin made out of electricity. You didn't even know what you were saying. You just put a noun together with another noun and you made a whole gremlin. <laughs> That you know, that electric gremlin is the hardest gif to find. I have tried finding that to, like, fuck with people so often oh. where it's, like, where he's holding his head because he can't stand the sound <laughs> of the fucking old music. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'm always, I'll, I'll find a clip of that, see what I can do for you. Uh, because, but then that movie's balls, balls of the wall insane nuts. But then that first one, man, that gremlins is kind of scary, man. Yes. Like, legitimately, like... And I don't mean Phoebe Cates talking about her dad being Santa Claus and stuck in the in the chimney. No, man, there's some real horror aspects to that first Grandma movie that they they make those little things really fucking scary. And I get a yes. little like uh. they did a great job. The 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 practical effects that they did it, it blew my mind. It's it's it was life changing. Yeah. That I bar love scene. puppets. I love monsters. Uh, I I hate CGI. With a dirty passion. Uh, I look up to puppeteers because I think they're just the neatest fucking people on earth. Um, uh, Tim Tim Blaney, 
who does uh, who puppets um, GPC on MST. Uh, he is Johnny Five, and he's the nicest man on earth. He is truly the nicest man on earth. I swear to God. Uh, you said puppets of people. I had to always get this book out. If you love <laughs> uh, puppets, Steve wrote a book. Seriously, called. Oh pu- wow! Yeah, no, no, no. This is fucking insane. And I would say all of this to podcast people. If you can ever find a copy of this, he talks about it's a it's all animation, stop motion animation and stuff, stop and puppets because his influence, his biggest influence is Ray Harryhausen. And yes. Seriously, this book. Oh my god, this thing is nuts. Again, okay. Yeah, puppets and people by Steve S. S. Wilson, obviously. But um, sorry, you were just saying that, and practical effects are always a huge win in my book. I feel like it takes oh. it's harder to do, and so then the when it's finished, it's much better in the end. I guess Harryhausen was a gift from God. He really was. Like that man's vision and art was uncomparable. Like people imitated him. He set the bar. There's I don't think there was anybody ever as gifted with sight and, and making models as he was. I'm re- seeing my brain's kind of trying to rack for somebody that gets up there in terms of craft. And I think the closest we Stan Winston is me. Yeah. Like, I'm really trying to think of for some reason, uh, I don't know why, but Tom Savini like pops into my mind for that. Say- like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? On that, that man has done a lot for practical effects and gore and everything behind the scenes. But uh, Harryhausen... Savini's wonderful. Uh, Harryhausen... Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got to meet Stan Winston in 2000, 2001. Um, and he is the sweetest man ever. Like, oh, yeah. he was, I met him at Comic-Con down in San Diego. And he stopped the line for signings because these high school girls wanted to interview him for their newspaper. Oh. And, he, and he was like, sure, okay. And he sat down and had an interview with these two gals. And people were getting pissed off. And I'm like, fuck that. That's the nicest thing I've ever seen anyone do. Go sit and listen to the interview. Fuck off. <laughs> like that's, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, my God, cool. Do you mind if I just, like, watch and listen for a minute? This is neat. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Anytime you could have a, a master tell you a story or, or teach you something, you're a fool not to take the opportunity to listen. Uh, on, on that, so pe- people getting irritated. It's like, well, fuck off. Go find another line then. Danzig <laughs> is over there. Yes. Uh, if you want to listen to a good episode, some good episodes with Steve talking about practical effects and doing all that kind of stuff. Oh, I can't remember the name of the podcast. No, the Hollywood Outsider. And Steve mm. is on four episodes of this podcast, and they remake. It's a, it's a conversation about remaking movies. And oh, okay. The first one they do is short circuit. Like they actually have Steve Wilson on to how would you remake short circuit today? And then he That's does a one good on question. does one on the howling, one on the magnificent seven. Fuck, I feel like there's one more that I'm missing. But it's so interesting. I I don't think I've ever watched The Howling, but listening to the, like you said, listening to a master just tell their stories and what they do, how things get done. Who ca- It's like this podcasting thing. Who cares? It's so much cooler to hear that kind of stuff. Get out of your fucking line and go listen to those high school girls interviewing Stan Winston. It's awesome, man. Like, that's... 
kinda. I mean, why not? I mean, you, you learn some really fascinating shit. Yeah, man. Like, it's where we've lost our special features behind the scenes with the the loss of DVDs, man. There used to be some great, great director commentaries on things. I'm always sad that that's a declining art. Because, man, you can learn a lot from someone just... Someone who was there and doing it just fucking rambling. Oh, The best director commentaries that I've ever heard were on Mel Brooks movies. (laughs) That man could tell a story and you'll rewind it just to hear the story again. Uh, Talking about how he and Gene Wilder came up with Young Frankenstein while they were filming... Uh, blazing saddles and then you go and watch young frankenstein and he talks about it, the whole story again from the last dvd <laughs> um but it's it's really neat and then uh mila jovovich from resident evil she's an amazing commentator as well really? like she's just fun to listen to because she loves talking about kicking ass and stuff like that she's like oh i like doing this part i like doing this. <laughs> oh that hurt that hurt <laughs> so it was it was fun it's good to hear oh, the art and then the show showrunners for Drawn Together. I don't know if you ever saw that show. I, I know that show very well, yes. Those commentaries are hysterical. Yeah. They get Tara Strong on there with them and Jess Harnell, I think. And it's just it's just nonstop laugh. <laughs> I think my favorite one is community community commentaries because Dan Harmon does all the seasons and then you got Donald Glover. Uh, Chevy Chase will come on and just doesn't know what the fuck is happening, and it's it's really good. Dino Stamatopoulos, uh, but there's a great like the first season they're drunk as fuck, like they're just wasted and they're commentating like all the this was hilarious. Remember when we did that? And then the second season, Sony took all the booze away, and it <clears throat> certainly wasn't as funny anymore. <laughs> and then the third season, they brought the booze back, and Dan could see that he was getting fired or. He was actually he wasn't. He's was like, man, they should just fire me. He wasn't doing anything wrong either. He was just like, this episode, I feel bad. Anyone has to watch it. They're just gonna fire me. They're just gonna fucking fire me for. And then, shit. And it, actually, and this is where it's, I always feel bad because it's he's he's being way too fucking hard on himself. It's the eight bit. There's an eight bit video game episode, and he's just like, oh, they're gonna fucking fire me for this because like, I mean, who's gonna who's gonna watch and, and tune in to this episode where they're all playing a video game? It's a, and it's an amazing episode. If you've never watched Community, it's amazing. There's great references to meth in it and racism and. <laughs> That's and what, I love all that shit. Yeah, all of the video game. All of this explored via a video game. And uh, but it's great commentary. That's where it's. And I'm always sad that we've lost that dying art of like listening to people just do that. Just go on and on. I got. I miss my special features on DVDs. I don't know. That's where I'm. That's my. That's my lament for that one. Uh, my latest lament for that was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like I, I bought the digital version and there was no special features. I'm like, but I want to see how they, they made Egon. Yeah, they don't put them out anymore, man. They, yeah. uh, not for streaming. Like you can buy it on like Amazon Video. Oh, you buy it for fifteen dollars, you won't get it. You can buy the DVDs, you won't get it. They only put it on Blu-ray anymore. They won't. Yeah. They won't go out of the way. And it's just, I don't have a Blu-ray player, man. Well, eventually they'll make it so it's only on four K. Yeah. So I mean, that's a pain in the ass. And here, this is my next question. 
because I was talking about this with Glenn, and it'll be a great way to wrap up. Mid-budget movies. How do we? How do we? How, you know, trying to bring Tremors back and all that. There's this room where things can exist, where it doesn't cost asylum level fifty thousand dollars, or it doesn't cost Marvel level a hundred million dollars, and is how do we make movies that are only like 15 20 million dollars again where do, where how do we bring back the mid budget movie you were talking about it in an episode of Sons and Shadows and just like I was talking I was talking about it with Glenn too where we were just both like it's there the market's there but the analysts don't want it to happen I don't I don't um how do we bring things back man that's my well according to Steve writing first and foremost um, people have short attention spans anymore. You know, it's, that's why it's like, I always, always will like point out lazy writing. Um, like anytime you see a cliche or something predictable in a TV show, that's just bad. Lazy writing is what that is. Stop insulting um, your audience. Yeah. But I mean, it, a story needs to have, or a movie needs to have a good story. If it's not going to have a bunch of explosions, uh, sex, whatever it keeps most people's interest uh, in nanoseconds. It needs to have an excellent story. It's got to have an excellent cast. And in this particular case, practical effects, like bring back latex, bring back rubber, slime, dirt, whatever. That looks real. People, people see that and they could touch it. They could reach out and they feel like they could touch that. Or worse yet, it could reach out of the screen and touch mm-hmm. them. Um, so, I mean, that I think is what is what would really get a good audience. Again, like Steve said, that's not who's running studios anymore. Who runs studios is some little prick from fucking marketing who says, oh, you know, the focus group says everyone's into this now, so let's make it this. Or th- um, Was there a book about it? Was there a comic about it? Was there something else made about it? It has to be a... Is there source property? material? Yeah. Fuck the source material. Okay, it's going to be it's going to be <laughs> this person now, and we're going to change the story and the powers. And it's like, don't call it that, man. Just uh, fucking call it something different. I want to kiss and because, you. And then, see, there's another thing. You can make a movie and not have it be called something else. Like, I, I can't think of a good example, but like, it's you don't have to sell an empty box of trimmers. You can make something completely independent and call it its own thing and not have to loop it to another franchise to sell it. Oh, and that's that's another thing that studios do a lot. Um, again, putting Spider-Man in, in that comic is going to sell it. Uh, I don't know. Studios just they, they suck that way now. I, I hate big-budget studio-type stuff. Except for MCU movies. I'm a sucker for those. Well, okay, and to the MCU's credit, it's exactly what you're saying, though. Legitimately good writing. Like, to keep... For the most part. Like, to, to for me, as a... To keep all those balls rolling and doing everything that they do and to have set it all up along the way, I always... for I, Kevin Feige gets my biggest, like... I can tell he's got an outline somewhere, and the individual episodes might, like, falter. I don't mean episodes. I mean movies as episodes, you know? But his yeah. overall plan where he ends up wanting to go, I'm always like, I, I know that I, I'm not worried because I know that I'll be satisfied by the time that we get there. Whatever whatever that plan is, I know that he wrote out, you know, that big, out, that eight point outline or whatever you end up doing. 
and just like, yeah, I I do. I'm a huge sucker for Marvel movies too. I don't mind admitting it. And yes, I know that they're formulaic, and but I just sometimes uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's here's my take on that for Scorsese and Coppola and all, all the other whiny bitches that aren't selling their movies anymore. Um, stop making shit that fucking sucks. People don't like real life. That's why we go to the fucking movies. If we wanted to see real fucking life, we'd turn on the goddamn news. But no, Marvel movies are, are the same movies that our parents watched. They just don't have cowboy hats on. Yeah. The bad guys aren't Native Americans or, or Russians or whatever the fuck else. The Nazis are Nazis again. <laughs> yeah, yes. Nazis are Nazis again, and that's good to know. <laughs> um, and the Russians are communists. Well, not really, but the, the Russians are douchebags again <laughs> russian government anyway russian people we see you we love you uh, we're here for you <laughs> no for real I like the the people of russia have no fucking desire to have anything to do with ukraine or their own oh no no that, that was a legit so no i, I know bad. what you mean man power to the people to the people fuck you putin yeah really <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like it uh, it's it's Marvel movies are just cowboy and Indian movies yeah. again. I'm sorry, that's not the right nomenclature. But no, cowboys no. And, and indigenous people movies, they're just not wearing cowboy hats. They have capes now, and that's John Wayne is now a uh, uh, fucking Chris Hemsworth or or Chris any of the Chris's. Any of the pick a Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now Chris Rock, he could be in it too. Uh, <laughs> He just launched his popularity way over the fence. Oh, man. Well, okay. So this is my, like, this is that question. And I don't mind. This will be a real ender here. Like, does this kind of thing deserve to survive or do we just get rid of it? My whole thing, I, I live out here in, in the middle of Iowa. And I've always wanted to personally start a production. Just, just start a production company and, yeah, get rid of the the centralized Hollywood system and we have pockets and shit everywhere. I always, uh, Philadelphia's got a huge one. There's some good shit in Texas. Like, and it's like, there's all these areas that that are doing good filmmaking that can't get anywhere because the, it's not Hollywood. And you're like, man, what if yep. we just like chippity chopped that shit up and let everybody spread all the way fuck out everywhere. We would get some really good shit. Like that's always, I'm always amazed like online and shit. Like, God damn, people got better ideas than I do. Like, everybody's, you you know it from everything that you do. Just like, damn, man, fans and everything. Like, we we can really get something done if we didn't have that obstacle in the way. If our our main yeah, if our main way of speaking wasn't limited, you know, like it's uh, honestly, I was I think of that Reddit thing where it's like, man, I was doing all this stuff on Reddit. It's my only way to be like saying anything. And then oh, clip. Now you're not allowed to anymore. Like, damn it, man. How many people get clipped and censored so early? Um, that happens a lot in groups. Uh, it, it, not so much in the mystery science theater group because we're very, very conscientious of, of gatekeepers. Um, Am I a gatekeeper? Maybe, but I'm the guy that holds the fucking gate open for everybody yeah. to come on in. Unless you're a fucking douche, then I'll just boot your ass right out because I need to make a safe community for my people. Um, but, um, uh, shit, I just lost what I was thinking. Oh, the groups. Uh, 
groups that, that just instantly boot people. I mean, you've got moderators that have attitudes or, or ego problems. You got moderators that don't fucking pay attention. Oh no, no, this is a site-wide Reddit ban. That's where I wasn't like this isn't a single sub. This is a whole fucking corporation, and I was just like, God damn it, man. So I didn't mean to get on a, a free speech thing, know. but more just like, like my my buddy, uh, my old friend, he was into Reddit a lot. But it's like I've I've never gotten into Reddit. And I know people always say Twitter is a cesspool, but I mean, the last three, four years, I've made the best friends I've ever had on Twitter. It's all about the company you keep. That's where I'm yeah. at with that. It's a huge thing. Yeah. And it's, it's all about the company you keep and the attitude that you have with people. Like nine times out of 10, people miscommunicate with one another when they're texting and shit. Um, that just happens. It's a game of telephone over the internet. So, I mean, misunderstandings happen all the time people's ego get in the fucking way someone's got to ruffle their feathers and be like oh yeah and worst off of course is everyone's a fucking professional know-it-all on the internet so as i'm sitting here talking shit (laughs) yeah we got off topic again but it's more just that (sighs) what you said about groups is what could be applied overall where if we just allowed things to grow and happen and not always neuter it, it'd just be a lot better. Like, just keep the door open, you know, get rid of the Nazis. Like, that's really the thing you gotta worry about. Everything else is fine. Who cares, man? Like, just let it be. Let it be. uh... If you have a good group, that's really easy to do. Like I said, the Mads are back, and uh, Misty's and more, and Deep 13. Uh, We run a tight ship, but... We don't have to run anything for the most part. Like, it runs itself. I always have a laugh at all the people talking about Tremors without the Tremors saga saying anything to them. Like, most of what they do is just retweeting. Like, ser- like seriously, there's uh. there's very few, like, actual posts, written posts from the Tremors saga. Like, there'll maybe be one or two, like, every now and then. Everything else is retweets. Just straight up retweeting people all on their own, just talking tremors, and and that's a good thing. That no, and that's what it's, that's why I said the retweet button saves lives, and more people should use it because it's like just to, hey, that person's saying something. That person say there's always a valid opinion to be had. I was talking about this with Glenn with people who like tremors five to seven, and I do. There's some things about it I do like too, and you have to allow that opinion. And it's a very important thing to have that that contrary opinion to be able to make something that can stand, that can work together. Actually, Steve and Brent themselves, you can if you listen to either one of them, you're like, you guys are like, hello, chocolate and peanut butter, and like just coming together, kind of a th- like totally different. And you have to, you totally have to recognize every single one of those. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like it's as much as I don't like Tremor Seven. You still got to like, hey, you do. Good for you. I'm I'm so happy. I'm gonna go over here and watch Tremors the series again. <laughs> yeah, kinda like that was my that was my feeling with Ghostbusters. Like, if people want to like it, like it. Let people like what they like. That's mm-hmm. the best thing you could do for another person. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and tell them what they like is stupid or what you like is the best because no, that's just your fucking opinion. Some people think Ghostbusters in 2016 was a perfect fucking movie. No, but 
that's that's they're entitled to that. They are entitled to enjoy it that fucking much. I'm sure someone somewhere does. I said I like it, but still, um, let people like what they like, how they like it. And not a lot of groups let people do that. Not a lot of other people online let people do that. It's one of the, one of the reasons why I love hashtags. If you hashtag uh, trimmers, you're going to find all the people that, if you're lonely and want to talk about something you like, just search that hashtag. And I used to tell people this is MST3K motivation. When you're lonely, if you're up late at night and you're crying because you feel alone or the world's just fucking falling on top of you, and you're watching an old episode of Mystery Science Theater and it's making you smile a little bit more, go on to Twitter, search hashtag MST3K. There are hundreds of people waiting to fucking talk with you. Yeah. They're seriously waiting to crack jokes with you. And, and hashtags make friends. They really do. Brings people together. Mm-hmm. Like to, you wouldn't be talking about that if you didn't want someone to talk about it. Like it's, so you almost got a little misty eyed as you said that, and you were getting me that way too, because it's so true. It's it's that thing that I love about Trevor's where it's like, yeah, man, all of these people. Actually, it's the Discord. That's where I like to. I don't do much anywhere else, but Tremors the Tremor Saga has a Discord, and it's really cool to just be in there and just hang out and stuff, and good people like that's always my always my comeback to is about finding good people and not the nazis but if there are nazis we try to hug them before we punch them and then once they punch us and we get the fuck out but uh your face said it all there are certain things that i have absolutely zero tolerance for um like actual racism i have zero tolerance for it not Tigger? Like, <laughs> racist jokes, like if I'm watching Dave Chappelle or Chappelle show, fantastic. That's I love him. But like somebody actually being racist to another person or ableist, um, any kind of an ist, is just a piece of shit and not worth my time. Um, yeah, so I mean, we don't, we don't like that in the groups. We don't like uh, people bitching about we don't like misogynists. You get a lot of that in the group. It's all too. the is, all the is. You're... Um, homophobes, transphobes, anything like that. It's like a misty could be anyone. Doesn't matter who you are, what your walk of faith has been, what your walk of faith is going to be, or where you're at in life. Just like with trimmers, it could reach to anybody, anybody. and we all have that in common. Don't be an ass and bring your other garbage in with with you. Just find that common ground and if you can't then you can go like the show elsewhere honestly if you can't please go learn how to be a better person that's where we end up going because it does get to that point because and i can see your face you're doing it too where it's like you want to be nice and you want to try to give everyone that benefit of the doubt but man sometimes at the end of the day you're just like no I'm actually now that I, th- I can't think I've really seen any. Tr- you know, what? actually, hold on. Tremors fans, no, I've never seen this in anybody who's a Tremors fan. Burt Gummer fans. Mm. Again, people mm. making the the wrong presumption 
of of what BERT stands for. BERT stands for a strong government, but doesn't like the government that we had because the government wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. Yeah. It was not doing what it was supposed to do, and it was overstepping its boundaries of what it was supposed to do. And that's what BERT's problem has always been with the government. And nobody gets that. Like just like the fucking stupid cops that put Punisher stickers on their. <laughs> Like, he's a the Punisher because you guys fucking suck and you're corrupt. Oh, that's a really apt comparison. Like, I see the same thing with that. Like, it's just a gun nut is yeah. all that is. Yeah. And Bert's a little bit more complex than that. I was talking about it with Jeff where it's like every time someone's like, oh, I've got a, I want a Burt Gummer gun wall. I want that wall. I want that wall. And we watched, him and I watched the Night of the Shriekers episode, which has what I think is the quote that is Burt Gummer, which is when all the lights go out and he's been telling everyone all episode that they need backup generators. And his first backup generator went out and then backup backup generator. And every fuckhead with a gun wall, I'm always just like, Where's your where's your backup backup generator? I don't I don't see that. Uh, oh oh, it's not as cool to post about your backup backup generator. But fuck you, that's really what Bert would be posting about, not his fucking gun wall. Like, <laughs> when you get Mister Gross on the show, ask him for me. If now that communism is back, can he and Heather work things out again? <laughs> like. Because I know the fall of communism really hurt their relationship. Now, now that Putin's fucking out, letting his freak flag fly again, uh, I would love to see more Reba. What kind of supreme being would condone such irony? <laughs> it is uh, the memes. For, the Burt Gummer meme stash has been killing it ever since Putin fucked up. <laughs> no, if, on Facebook, if you follow them, they have some weird politics. But he's been killing it with some World War Three shit lately. Like, God Damn, man. I got to appreciate that. I don't agree, but... <laughs> Bravo. Kind of, yeah, right? But, but uh, yeah, I would love to see them back and kicking ass again, fighting communism. That's really what they're into. <sighs> well, okay. I'm going to... That was awesome. I'm going to do some thank yous, and you can totally stay for thank yous. Actually, hold on. Wait. Before we do thank yous, I almost forgot. Do you have anything that you – I always like to – that's really where I like to end things. What's your uh, – what do you got, man? Well, I don't really have much going on outside of, like, the show. Uh, we come out biweekly, so it's – we uh, we just switched it from Fridays to Mondays. So every other Monday, uh, we'll have a new episode of uh, uh, Suns and Shadows. We talk about – uh, old genre canceled TV shows and the movies that accompanied them. Uh, we also talk a lot of shit. Uh, we're getting into debunking ghosts and haunted houses and shit like that professionally. Um, Business-wise, though, the Mads are back. Uh, I do volunteer for them, and they have a show coming up next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. It's a night of shorts part seven. So it's going to be two hours of Trace and Frank riffing on short films, and right. it's ten bucks. Uh, ten bucks gets you the show itself, and if you can't make it live, it gets you a free download of the replay. Hmm. So check out the Mads are back, folks. That's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, 
I said I need to start listening to some mystery science theater myself here. So I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I will get out. you whatever you need for that. <laughs> well, by the t- next time we come out, I'll, I will make it a, a point to watch some myself. So that way, I'm at least they're, first. They're fun. They're fun. They uh, riffing is very natural. I like to think that uh, heckling has been an American tradition, but riffing is not heckling. It's it's a very fine written art form. Mm, you're talking about the writing thing, writing jokes and being able to do them alongside of a movie is really, mm-hmm. really quite well done. Uh, that's where it's, yeah, I need to, ah, I need to watch something. Now I'm feeling bad, so, cool, cool. Um, fuck yeah, man. Wow. Sorry, I just keep thinking how good that was. Nice. Um, yeah, if you, anything you. else you feel like saying for the world? Oh, I have to go check on my kids at this point. But, um, <laughs> yeah, dude, let's let's get back together again soon. Yeah, man. Actually, I'll try to fix my TV oh. so I can watch 412 this time. <laughs> yeah, Pasha, bro. I feel like, really this, bad this, about that. This, no, 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 this is... So much more interesting, or not so much more, is it differently interesting, and everybody, if you don't like it, you can eat shit, eating a beach full <laughs> of dicks. If you don't dicks. like it, listen to sonsandshadows.com. Yeah, go, really listen, yeah like go, listen to an, <laughs> go listen to another episode of a better podcast. Uh, it is, no, 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 we're not. <laughs> it's really good. No, I disagree. It's really good. Uh, we're just two chimps on a Davenport. Wow. And on that note, <laughs> fuck yeah, folks. Talking Tremors, Suns and Shadows. Thank you so much, Kevin. Kev Smith. Uh, thank you, dude. Thank you, thank you. Always welcome. Until the very next time, be well and be good people. You too, buddy. We'll talk we'll to you soon. Talk to you then, loves. Bye-bye. Aww.